And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome back to Getting Sports. Oh, sorry, welcome back. Yeah, this guy takes one week off and he falls apart. Welcome to Getting Sports Drunk. I am your host, is Cupcake the Riddler, and I am joined by. Nope. <laughs> Shingles. Shingle Souls. <laughs> the Rat of a Red Baron. And I'm 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 a guessing uh, we'll be joined by the others later via the via Skip momentarily. Yeah. You know they're so, nerds. Mm-hmm. Big time. Uh, I mean, we're nerds, but they're real nerds. Yeah. yeah like but they, but they, see, like, that's the thing, though. Is like, like, we're nerds in the sense where it's like, oh, you guys still play, like, Mario Super Sluggers. And, like, that's what they're nerds. Like, uh, you guys, like, prefer the comic books to the superhero movies. <laughs> like, they're, the, they're like the back acne nerds. <laughs> Whereas, like, we're the nerds that still have significant others, even though they're both getting married slash married. But, th- th- but their significant others don't love them. I think, I mean, the nerdiest thing that we might do well, is... Who, hold on. We, like, like what do we... Like, individually, I think you got to go by individual type of thing. Cause, okay. Like, what, what, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, as a collective, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, I enjoy this a whole lot. Uh, but when we simulate our careers... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably the nerdiest thing we do as a collective. I would say, like, mm. the nerdiest thing that, like, I do is, like, I watch a YouTube guy that pretty much just like live streams himself playing uh mario games and like i play like the mario games like super sluggers and like old toadstool golf and so like that's probably my big nerdy thing um i mean i think massey's nerdy thing is his life yeah he's he's a he's 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 like a legit nerd he's best buy and then no but like not even from a technical standpoint i just mean like a like his just his whole life and yeah, then, like uh, I'm going upstairs to play Pokemon later. And then <laughs> Mox is like his his uh, sexual attraction to Spider Man. Listen, I don't care for that notion. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> well, but it's ridiculous. It's not wrong. But it is. How is it wrong? You have a picture of your fiance dressed up as Spider Man. It was given to me. It's pla- I did not make it. It's placed in a spot conveniently located between the lotion and your recliner. <laughs> What was that uh, from uh, I Love You Man Masturbation Station? <laughs> yeah, masturbation yeah. Station. See, I, I don't have a masturbation station, personally. I just prefer, I, I like to have, um, as long as there's like an area rug nearby that I can spill onto and nice. just wipe it in with my foot. Fucking gross. It makes the cleanup a lot right. easier. Those guys at Kawood Rugs really hate you. Well, it's a real problem when I go into one of those places, because the whole time I'm like... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Every time I'm in there, I'm like, man, I got to masturbate on these rugs. But the other part of me is like, oh, man, I got to get out of this place. (laughs) (laughs) One minute into the show. (laughs) I am starting to smell. (laughs) So, yeah, we're here. We're queer. Deal with it. Yeah. I don't know. Where do we go from here? Um, Well, I guess. It's been a week. I'm lost. I think think we go into what we're drinking. All right. What are you drinking? Well, from the the good folks at... uh, Hofbrow, yep. uh, the Oktoberfest comes in a pretty big can. Yep, pretty big. 
I would say it's probably like the um, it's like Foster's on crack. Yeah, it's like five Fosters. It's way more than four. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I'm not really good at math. That spatial thing is never really. Got... It's a massive five, though. Yeah, really right, 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 right. Now, Kendall, where is it from? All right, if I were a betting man, <laughs> taking a real good look at this keg from afar here, um, I'm gonna say this is through and through uh, a Hamburg, Germany product. Wrong. I would care to hear your point. I read the can. <laughs> I don't know where it's from. Kyle, you care to take a stab at where it's from? Yeah, it's from Hamburg. I don't like what you're just saying to me. You're trying to make me lie to him, and I don't like that. He's trying, he's trying, he wants you to say Cheeseburg, Germany. God, go with Frankfurter. <laughs> I'm going with... It's weird that the 4th of July we eat a bunch of German cities. <laughs> now I got my head all messed up. Well, I don't a... think it's from Germany. It is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take it back. Yeah, it's... It's, it's, from, uh, it's from Richardstown, Germany. Talking Dicktown? I think he's right <laughs> on the money there. Yeah, we're talking Dicktown, USA, baby. It's from from Munchen. Munchen? Munchen. Munchen. Moon Township. Moon Township. That's the German Moon Township. Ah, so you know what's a bummer? That Munchen is pretty big letters staring right at me. <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah. right on the top of the can? Yeah, I just thought that meant like taste good or something. <laughs> I didn't know it was on the back. <laughs> Hofbrau, Munchen. You thought it was taste good? It was an example. Kettle's not very linguistically talented. Well, I mean, listen, that could mean anything. Hey, what are you doing in your kitchen? Uh, Kyle, what do people usually fucking do in their kitchen? Cook oh, crack? They, they anabolic things? They, they fucking sit there and watch TV. People do that. What? You know? Yeah, they do that. You're My grandparents used to watch Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy in their kitchen every night. That's fine, but what do you typically use your kitchen for? Um, well, it depends. Do you have an Asian area rug in there? Uh, fucking Quintus no. Cephas, man. I mean, I, I could make, make the argument most people wash dishes in the kitchen. Are you washing dishes? That's a fair point. No, I am not. Are you putting groceries away? That probably happens mostly in the kitchen. No. Are you talking to your dog? Hey, Cooper. Now I am. Uh, rolling cigarettes? Yes. <laughs> That's what most people in wife beaters do in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't like in Madden when you think the uh, referee is the referee, but it's actually a player. <laughs> Playing the new Madden? Nope. Well, you should Game fucking Madden. get it, bro. So we could the do new Madden damn first. season. Yeah. New Madden. I like the new Madden a lot. We'll I haven't gotten it yet. We're supposed to play a Kyle. fucking season. Kyle, buy it for me. Fuck off! All right, it's fifty dollars. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's, it's more than that, isn't it? No, I mean. What new What new game is fifty dollars? I mean, for the past two years, all of them. Sure. Uh, PlayStation Five went up to seventy. But that's PlayStation. Yeah. Well, do you have a PlayStation Five? I don't yet. No, oh, well, there you go. I mean, I paid fifty for my Madden. I paid fifty for the show. Yeah. I paid fifty for. So. Well, Something. at least for a PlayStation. I mean, I don't know about Xbox and like the Switch and stuff, but every every new PlayStation game I bought has been fifty bucks or less, unless you get like the deluxe versions or some shit. Unless you're one of those assholes. <laughs> unless you're one of those people who are like oh, Madden's not enough. I need all the MUT stuff. Right. You get a, a signed uh, Odell Beckham shoelace in the copy. Okay. First of all, watch your mouth. Okay, that joke wasn't terrible, and you know you're gonna like. like you know. Put the game on. All right, guy. Did he even kick off yet? Is yeah, Quintus Cephas already caught a touchdown. Did he? Yeah. 
Man, that was going to be the guy I was going to pick up. <laughs> That's a real bummer. He caught a 50-yard pass and scored a six-yard touchdown. Is he on Green Bay or Detroit? Detroit. <laughs> it doesn't matter. His name is Quentin Cephas. <laughs> Quintez. Hey, hey, guys, I have a question for you. Is it a good one? Uh, it, it's... No. It's a fantasy <laughs> ethics question. It's wrong. It's okay, wrong to do. Ethics question? It's wrong to fantasy do. Ethics. It's we, wrong we to do. It is. It's a dick move. <laughs> Always <laughs> through and through, it's a dick you, move. You looking to swap out some players you already played? Is that what's going on? Nope. I know exactly what the question is, Mock. So so here it is. I, I, what's it related Kendall. to the Bears? And what, what it's not we'll related to the Bears. Exactly. It's related to Kendall. fucking people Kendall, over. What is your team name? Are you the Russ Gage one? Yes, Russ Gage stinks! Exclamation okay. point. So here's the, the question. I'll, I'll put it to Kendall and Massey then. Um, I'm currently beating Kendall by like one point. Okay. Right? Now he's, his team is done. I still have Robert Tonian to play tonight. Yeah. The ethics question is, do I just sit Tonian? No, because it doesn't make sense to. Because even if he catches a ball and fumbles it, you get one point. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be like a disastrous game for him. He'd have to like fumble three times for minus 20 yards. I don't even see how really it would happen. Actually, no, Kyle. He fumbles and loses the fumble. It's minus three. Minus three? How much are you winning by? I'm winning by one. Yeah, but you, 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 also, you also have to remember, you're not like, I mean... I, I could see you giving it thought if you were looking at the Bill Belichick system. But uh, if you fumble, you're off the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so here's my thing. I think it's personally a dick move. But if you have the bench spot to put a guy in, fuck it. You, you have as many bench spots as yeah, guess No, what? no, no. No, then Mach is saying, like, just... Start like take the zero on your starting li- lineup so that you don't yeah. risk losing the points to lose. Like not subbing no, him out, like like that's just a eating move. a zero, so you guarantee you don't get a negative one. Uh, I mean, and here's the thing too. I, I think I, the other reason I hate it too is because ninety nine percent of the time, the people that that end up doing that to somebody are the first people that are going to bitch about getting third place instead of fourth on points. Yeah. <laughs> so so that was like the biggest reason why I left him in is because I know like later on it would come down to a points thing and I'd just be mad at myself. But it, it was funny, I was looking at it and I was like, hmm. So just take the W. Yeah, so I mean if we were playing for money, I would he's say go there. for it. We're, we're playing, playing for more money. than money. Yeah, we're playing for the no, trophy. Also, nobody asked me what I was drinking tonight, and I had a really stupid answer lined up, and I'm very disappointed. What do you got? Aquafina. What'd you say, Paul? Uh, it's the new green smart water, the anabolic one. <laughs> it's uh, called algae. <laughs> that was good. Land of Lakes in Danone, U.S., Bloomfield, Colorado. I am drinking half and half. Wow. That was the stupid what? joke I had lined up. That was a glass of half and half. What are you, me? I mean, <laughs> are you drinking cheese? Yes. You said I'm not actually drinking that, by the way. We're going to start churning butter over here real soon. Because <laughs> he said he's drinking cheese. He's drinking Land O'Lakes. Grind it up, nigga. Land is a company, not cheese. Not a cheese. I've only seen it for cheese, and that's what it is. What about butter, Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> I mean, granted, they don't really have a deep product line, but... To, be, f- to be fair, if you, if you grew up in Kyle's house, Go. you would never see Land O'Lakes butter. 
Why? What would it always be? They buy Imperial Margarine Sticks. And Country Crock. <laughs> That's just for the Tupperware, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. Yeah, so all of you guys can go fuck yourselves out. Yeah. Um, Toast of Excellence, anyone? You. Oh, thank you. I have a couple. They're all gay, but I have them. Hey, listen, all toasts are fine. Uh, one is to myself for winning the Mixed Doubles League last week, this past Sunday. Does it make you mad, Mike? No. All right. No, because he kind of felt like he won, won because when they handed me the money, I handed money right to him. Because I didn't know that we had to pay for this thing. He just kind of paid for me in advance. I mean, I'd also like to shout out the guy I played with that smoked a full bowl on every hole. <laughs> out of his water bottle. <laughs> oh my god. Was that the guy smoking out of his water bottle? He started off in the water bottle, then he just had a plain old piece. He had a bong every, water bottle. Oh my god. Every hole. Every Sounds hole. like me. No, it doesn't. It's like, hold on, I just got a really What do you mean stoned. it sounds like you? Yeah. You'd have to play disc golf with us. <laughs> that. That's a fair point. <laughs> Uh, my toast of excellence. Actually, you know, I'm only, I only got one. My toast of excellence is to Mookie Betts for the coolest thing I've seen in a while. Yeah. All right. Next. Classy move. I got one. Is it so your Mine dog shutting up? Nah. Hey Cooper, be quiet for half a second. I guess I'll give the reason why, in case anyone didn't know. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name though. Is it T.J. Friedel? I think so. Friedel. Uh, uh, it's Will Friedel. Oh, that's the one. Is it? No. <laughs> It, it, you had it for the right the first well, time, I'm pretty I mean, sure. TJ, maybe. TJ, who's is your it, mama? Is it Friedel? I think so. Oh. So TJ Friedel, a, re- a Reds rookie, had his first uh, major league hit the other night, which coincidentally was a home run. And uh, a Reds fan caught the ball. And the, the fan, uh, without being like persuaded in any sort of way, just thought to himself, you know, like, th- they, this is his first home run type of thing, blah, blah, blah. Instead of, like, bargaining with security to meet a player or get an autograph thing or whatever, he just took the ball. He, he shouted to Mookie Betts, who was playing outfield for the Dodgers, and he threw the ball to Mookie Betts to throw to the dugout so the kid could have his first home run. And Mookie Betts thought that that was a very class act move, so the next defensive uh, half inning, Mookie Betts ran out there with one of his... Uh, in-game used bats for that game and handed it right to the fan to use as a keepsake. And then on top of it, to even add to the good guy thing, the guy then walked over to a kid wearing a Dodgers Mookie Betts shirt and let the kid take a picture with the Mookie Betts bat before he brought it back to his seat. Double good karma for that guy. Yeah. And then he hit him with the bat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and my other toast of excellence, too, was uh, to... uh, uh, what the hell is his name? Gerald. Gerald at Disney. Gerald at Disney. Just a ride attendant for the Haunted Mansion. Was super paranoid that we were going to sue him because uh, my daughter's shoe got stuck in the conveyor belt on the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> and she like almost kind of got hurt, but like she didn't. And uh, he felt really bad. And even though she was perfectly fine, he gave us a $100 gift certificate to the Disney store. Hey, shout out to Gerald. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. We used it to buy a uh, Little Mermaid. Hey, Mark, class. you don't got to worry about Tunyon. Why? You just call it like a twenty-yard pass. All right, suck it, Reed. Yeah, it's oh a man, oh, it's too bad. Watch him fumble three Kendall... times now on negative receptions. <laughs> Kendall has this week one of the worst losses to have, where he outscored the rest of the league. Yeah, only would happen to me. It happens to you almost every year. 
Happened last week too. I had two. I should be two and zero right now. Well, who knows? I mean, if Tanya goes no, out for you three touchdowns, you should be one and zero. You should be one and one. And the reason I say that is because you chose to start Russ Gage. Listen, you made he, that decision. He was going to be good. It doesn't matter. You made the decision to start Russ Gage. This now you was... got some shit luck this week. I give you that one. You should be one and one. It just happened that you know you played somebody that had a really good week. You faced somebody that had Derrick Henry. Yeah, and Tyler Lockett. But. Last week you started Russ Gage. You deserved what you got. Listen, he's the bona fide two there. <laughs> just be happy that you're not. Just, just be happy that you're not going to be in last place. Well, there's still time for that. Speaking of Falcons, uh, my toast excellence is the other don't team. You fucking do the other team. Uh, Kendall, don't you fucking Massey, dare. you do this to me all the time. Are, are, are we talking did about anybody, Mike anybody, Edwards? Was there, was there dibs called? No dibs. There was not. Go ahead, Kendall. Massey, we'll, we'll share this one. This will be a shared toast. Uh, I wanted this. Nobody one. wants. You wanted this one too. No. no, no, nobody wants to share toast. That's like a one man job. That's true. Uh, Mike Edwards, two Go defensive ahead. touchdowns for the Buccaneers. I think the last time that was done was, I don't know, 2012. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It wasn't 2012. Dick Eddie Jackson did it his rookie year. Did it against Cam Newton, interception and a fumble return for a touchdown. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's the um, last time, but I know that wasn't 2012. Kendall. Yes. You're also missing the fact that it was on back-to-back passes. So pass, turned over, pass again. Yes. A 31-yarder and a 15-yarder. Pretty cool. Yeah. Souls? My toast of excellence is to Salvador Perez for breaking the all-time home run single-season record against Johnny Bench. For catchers. Yes. He had 46 now. Very quiet 46. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him, though. All of a sudden, you know, he's a home run guy. <laughs> well, he's been there yeah, forever. So, so Very Nelson Cruz style. <laughs> what was that? What is it going to come out that he was juicing? <laughs> Did he throw that? I have five years. It'll be at his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Yep. So yep. won't you know that I was on steroids. So I can watch two different streams for this game, but I'm going to, and it's on silent or mute, but I'm going to put the Peyton and Eli one on. <laughs> Mark, did you get a toast? So good last I actually hated it. I, I don't have one. I did not care for it at all. I didn't see it. Nope. I don't know. The Peyton Manning thing, Peyton Eli Manning thing. I didn't like it. Uh, for, for me, it's, just, it's like, it, like, I get like why, what they did, but like, for them, like, if you want to bring their comedy to football and, and all that stuff, like, make them, make them like, a show on NFL Network or something like that. Like, doing it during the game, like, it's just a distraction from the game. Like, I, like, I, I, don't, I, I don't tune into a game because of the commentators. I tune into the game because of the game. Right. I think, like, their thought process, like, you know, oh, this is going to be like Kevin Payne Eli hanging out in your house with you watching the game. It's going to be a load of laughs. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's because you're a dweeb. Listen, we started the show it's a very off. Very underutilized word. I like that, Kyle. Thank you, nerd. <laughs> so we didn't get to do it last week. Did you guys still want to do our uh, round uh, round robin recap? I can do it, Kyle. Do you want to join me, or do you want me to do it solo? Uh, I can do it solo. You Ooh. want me to do it solo? Still trying to patch up some of that roof work. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Nobody. All right. I thought that was funny, but I, I guess I, it was a you know, swing and a miss. I, I got it on the second. I, I didn't right off the bat in, but it was funny. 
I mean, I could try to... I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. He made fun of my shingles, Mass. I said he was trying to patch uh, up some roof work. <laughs> That's are, very funny. You're all jerks out. to me when you're not jerks. So I had this thing planned for like two weeks. You hear the card What's shuffling. Yeah, it's shuffling yeah, I think I'm just going to mail them to Mock and Massey tomorrow. And uh, we'll see. Because I don't know when I'm going to see Massey again. Never. Mock, I, I mean, I know in theory I'll probably see him at some point in the next week. But... Yes. I think I'm just going to mail I mean, I'm going to be on the show next week. So. Yeah, send me, Mock and Massey, just send me your addresses. Is your boyfriend going to be there? Send me your addresses no. now so I don't, so we don't forget. So he doesn't want to come on I'll anymore? I'll drop him in the mailbox in the morning. You guys will get him when they come in. What are you giving us? Uh, you'll find out later in the show. Okay. All right. Let me get to, can I get the scores up, Kendall? Are we still doing it to uh, that song? Oh, yeah. The song's terrible. Oh, it's an excellent song. You're a terrible song. Thank you. You're a nerd. I am. Do, 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 do. Oh, my. All right. This is going to be fun to do. I watched zero football hey, for week two. <laughs> so we're going go. straight off stats and highlights seen. All right. Ready? Yep. Here we go. Week two of the NFL football season is among us. Classic primetime matchups, division series games, all fun stuff. Thursday night football. The Washington football team, the New York football Giants. The Giants look to get their first win of the season against the Ryan Fitzpatrickless Washington football team. But Terry McLaurin has other plans as he goes off for 100 yards and a touchdown. Daniel Jones leads the team in rushing and continues to show his leg abilities. But Butterfingers cost him the game in the end zone as the Washington football team holds off on a late field goal to win 30-29. to Moving to 1 o'clock on Sunday, the Chicago Bears home opener against the Cincinnati Bengals. Much buzz around the city. Will Justin Fields finally start after the shittiest offensive performance in recent history? Nope. Andy Dalton still does. Um, But he goes down, which gives Justin Fields the opportunity to wheel and deal, except he forgot to do the dealing part as he threw for an abysmal 50% and an interception. But the defense for the Chicago Bears... Much improved from their embarrassment against the Rams as they pick off Burrow three times, including a pick six from Roquan Smith to win 20-17. to The Browns and the Texans. The Browns look to bounce back from a heartbreak loss against the Chiefs as the Texans look to try to improve on their 1-0 season. Tyrod Taylor goes down with an injury as Baker Mayfield continues to not really prove his doubters right or wrong. <laughs> Nick Chubb has an impressive day on the ground. Brandon Cooks a good day through the air. And the Browns are able to hold on for a 31-21 victory. The Rams and the Colts, a nail-biter down to the wire. Matt Stafford throws two more touchdowns in his new-look uniform. And Daryl Henderson adds one on the ground as Cooper Cup torches the Colts' secondary. Carson Wentz leaves the game early after but still manages to throw for a touchdown and 250 yards as the Colts fall to the uh, Rams 27-24. The Buffalo Bills decide that they need to get things going against their probably most threatening division opponent in the Miami Dolphins. uh, Josh Allen still looks like he's trying to find his way from his MVP caliber season last year as he throws for an abysmal 179 yards, but... Bills fans got a much-needed bump on the ground from Devin Singletary, 82 yards rushing. Stephon Diggs with a Randy Moss catch moment against Xavier Howard as the Buffalo Bills blank the Miami Dolphins 35-0. to 
the New England Patriots facing Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. Zach Wilson has his first welcome to the NFL moment as he threw four interceptions against what many people forgot as a formidable Patriots defense. Mac Jones, pretty much a nothingless day. Really nothing to speak from much of offensively from the team. You don't have to do much when you get four turnovers. But the Patriots win 25-6, to and the Jets continue their bum ways. The 49ers and the Eagles, what many thought might be an onslaught, turned out to be a nail-biter as the 49ers don't even manage to break the 20-point mark. Garoppolo plays mistake-free football but only throws for 189. Jalen Hurts does it through the air and on the ground, but it wasn't enough to get the win as they fall 17-11 to to the San Francisco 49ers. The Raiders and the Steelers, the matchup of the week. Can the Steelers finally win? Can they beat the Raiders for the first time in what feels like ever? No. Ben Roethlisberger throws an interception and a touchdown in just under 300 yards. Najee Harris pretty much useless on the ground, but did have one hell of a, one hell of a, was it a stiff arm? Was it a stiff arm? Mm -hmm. One hell of a stiff arm. But Derek Carr razzled and dazzled through the air with 382 yards. Henry Ruggs with 113 of them. And the defense just looked gassed after T.J. Watt left as the Steelers fall 26-17 to the 2-0 Raiders. The Saints and the Panthers. The Saints look to continue their ways as they bash the Packers last week, but fall victim to the red-hot Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold trying to prove the doubters wrong as he throws for 302 touchdowns, and Christian McCaffrey adds another one on the ground. Jameis Winston had a terrible day, though he did rush for a touchdown, and Alvin Kamara nowhere to be found as the Saints fall 7-26. to The Minnesota Vikings and the Arizona Cardinals, a game that went to overtime. An abs- Was it overtime? No, it was not overtime. Sorry, not overtime, but it was a thriller. Kyler Murray has an amazing day as he throws for 400 yards and three touchdowns. Kirk Cousins also throws for three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, the century mark on the ground. But the real name to remember was Rondell Moore as he caught seven balls for 114 yards as the Vikings continue to find their clutch kicking to be the biggest problem in uh, franchise history. A last-second missed field goal causes them to lose 33-34 to to the Arizona Cardinals. Trevor Lawrence, undefeated before coming to the NFL, trying to become, trying to get his first win in the NFL as he faces the Denver Broncos. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, threw me off. Trevor Lawrence Sorry. throws for a touchdown, but two picks as the rest of the team kind of proves to be irrelevant in the game. Teddy Bridgewater, a good day through the air at 328 and two touchdowns. And Cortland Sutton trying to be the number one guy that he, everyone thought he might be as the Denver Broncos roll over the Jacksonville Jaguars 23 to 13. The Dallas Cowboys and the uh, L.A. Chargers, another nail-biter. The Chargers looking to be a shutdown cornerback team, as Dak Prescott showed last week. He still has it through the air. But what did they do? They fed the running back. Not Ezekiel Elliott, though. Tony Pollard, century mark on the ground. Dak Prescott, a pretty abysmal day. Justin Herbert throws for 300 yards, and Keenan Allen breaks the century mark, but they fall short to Greg the Legs' last-second field goal as the Cowboys win 20-17. The Falcons and the Buccaneers. You heard it earlier. Two pick sixes. Pretty hard to win after that. But let me tell you something. The Falcons didn't. (laughs) Matt Ryan had another 300-yard performance for his career, but still out-intercepted and touchdowned himself. Brady throws five more and shows that he's never going to age. 
Mike Evans has a two-touchdown performance, and Kyle Pitts is starting to show the first-round talent that he turned out to be. But the two pick sixes on back-to-back passes showed that defense still wins championships as the Buccaneers roll the Falcons 48-25. The Titans and the Seahawks, an overtime game that looked all but lost from the Titans early on as the Seahawks were steamrolling them. Russell Wilson throws for 300-plus yards and two touchdowns, and Chris Carson finds the end zone twice. But Tannehill throws for 300 yards, and Derrick Henry finds the hat trick for the end zone. And Julio Jones welcomes his Titans' ways with 100 yards on six receptions. The overtime late field goal gives the Titans the edge 33-30 over the Seattle Seahawks. Sunday night football, an instant classic. The Kansas City Chiefs look to go to 2-0 against the Ravens, who were looking to find their first win of the season. Another game that looked like it might be out of, the, out of hand early as Lamar Jackson throws a pick six to Tyron Matthew early and continues to throw another interception later in the game. Mahomes, three touchdowns, but does throw a pick. You don't hear that too often. Mahomes for 300, Lamar for 240. Edwards Hilaire, a costly fumble late. Lamar Jackson led the team in rushing, and it was an all-out receiving performance for Travis Kelsey and Hollywood Brown as they broke, both break the century mark. But Edwards Hilaire fumble late cost the Chiefs their first loss of the season and Baltimore a miraculous come-from-behind victory as the entire AFC North sits at 1-1 in the division. And tonight, Monday Night Football, a division matchup for the ages. The Green Bay Packers looking to funk out of their slump from last week against the Saints versus the new-look Detroit Lions and Jared Goff trying to get their first win on the season. It's 7-7 at the end of the first. Two touchdowns, both passing. Who comes out on top? It's kind of a bad ending. Should have said something else. <laughs> it's, right. it's hard to do the um, TBD right, thing when you're by yourself. The TBD yeah. thing is hard to do by yourself. Right. Well, so this I'll is the first one of the year. If Kyle doesn't. What? What'd you say? I'll join you next week if Kyle doesn't. I'll probably join next week. I mean, I, I think we should all do it. I think, I, I mean, there's next week will be 16 games. I think everybody should grab three, and I'll take four. Yeah, we can do that. I mean, that was our, that was our first one in, in a year, so. Shut up, Kendall. Hey, hey, hey. Shut your mouth. Hey. Shut it. Hey, no. Shut it. No. Yeah. Anyway. Anybody want to talk about anything from week two? I will say this. I, um, Again, I haven't watched any of the games this week, and I, I didn't watch a whole lot. But um, really, other than the Sunday night game in week one, all the primetime games have been pretty good. Yeah, First game um, of the season came yeah, down to the wire. Right. Monday Night Football last week was good. What was Monday Night Football last week? It was uh, R- Ravens uh, Raiders. Yeah, no, yeah, Ravens. No, Ravens Raiders. Yeah, Ravens Raiders. That was a good game. Thursday night game this week was really good. Um, this this game, I mean, the Monday Night game is shaping up to be good. Um, we got seven to seven, and doesn't no one's really had any stifleness yet. The Sunday Night game was really good. Yeah, I think week two, sort of in general. I mean, the Cowboys game was really good. The Seahawks game, right? But really I'm good. saying, but like last week was. Um, or last year, there was a lot of dud primetime games. Yeah. yeah, we had a, a good week of football. Um, I mean, I don't know anything that you guys want to dive into particularly. Um, well, I mean, I mean, we can talk about one of the the, the big stories because there's there's been the big question mark. Um, not from a homer standpoint, but there's been the big question mark when is, when are the Bears going to start Fields? So Dalton went down with a, a knee injury. Um, in in the game yesterday against the Bengals, so Justin Fields became the uh, the quarterback for the uh, the rest of the game. Um, I mean, reports have come out that said it's no, there's no ligament injury, that it's just a bone bruise, and if if it's not too bad, Dalton will will still be the starter against Cleveland. Um, 
but we saw like our first like somewhat legit sample size from Justin Fields. Um, um, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if anybody watched the game or watched highlights of the game. Um, opinions. I mean, he went. I think it was like six for fifteen for sixty something yards and an interception. So I mean, he did. He had pass attempts. I mean, I know thirteen is not a lot in today's NFL, but they were also you know for the majority of the. I mean, they came in late, and the Justin Fields interception gave the Bengals good position to make it a game again because they were. It was what twenty to. It was twenty to three at, at one point. Tw- yeah, twenty to three at one point, and then they they scored two touchdowns. In the fourth quarter, the Bengals did. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's, I, I know it's his first NFL game, and but, you know, there's been a lot of hype. There's been a lot of stuff. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with his first performance. I mean, I, I, don't, I didn't, like, I wasn't expecting him to come out and throw three touchdowns, you know, especially given the game situation. Mm-hmm. You know, your defense has been playing really well. Joe Burrow had thrown three interceptions. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're trying to play ball management have control of the game uh you know david montgomery let him run all that stuff but not he didn't do anything that even like gave me like a glimmer of hope of like oh like if he has to start against cleveland we're good you know what i mean yeah i mean for me it's it's, it's so odd because let's say dalton doesn't get hurt i think pretty much we see that's the final score maybe maybe 23 10 or whatever. i think that game was in check i think dalton would have just ran ran that game out we see you know the the Bears were in control, and after he goes down, it seemed like the the tide changed a little bit. I th- yeah, I think I think had Dalton stayed in, um, I, I think there still would have been the chance for the Bengals to score touchdowns. I don't I don't know that Dalton would have thrown the pick though. Like, it, like Dalton might have been like more responsible for like a three and out on like a bad pass, mm-hmm. but I don't know that it would have been like an interception that would have set him up for a touchdown right away. And I don't I don't blame Fields for making it as close as it turned it out to be. I just think circumstantially it right, was right. different. I think it just let's say I, I think if, if the game had gone a little longer, you know, maybe it would have been more dangerous for the Bears than it was. Well I, I think it's tough too because you take a, a team like the Chicago Bears, for example, where the offensive line is is, is pretty abysmal. Um the the receiving core, while very fast, outside of Allen Robinson, while very fast is very meh you know, a combination of inexperience and, like, veteran talent that's just kind of shown what they are. Um, when you put in Justin Fields, it's a completely different offense than with Andy Dalton. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a completely different offense. It, it, you know, it's like, it'd be like, you know, like if like if Lamar Jackson got hurt, I don't even know who's their backup. Who? Trace McSorley. Oh yeah, I don't even know who that is. So, but like, same type of deal. You know what I mean? Like, it's it'd be a completely different offense if Lamar Jackson went down. Right. Like, you know, it'd be a lot more. It probably would be more pass oriented, less gimmicky. Whereas the you know it'd be the opposite for when Justin Fields comes. There's a lot more gadgetry and a lot more misdirection because you have a quarterback that can move around. And I will say, you know, with the Dalton doesn't get enough credibility. He he's a pretty mobile quarterback for somebody who doesn't really like run a lot. He, but he's always been a pretty mobile quarterback. He's a guy that can move enough. He has a couple of receiving touchdowns in his career. Yeah, it's just he's a like guy over like ten yards too, like not just like like a like a Nick Foles in the the touch in the Super Bowl type of one where it's like two yards yeah. and have to really run. Like he he ran, he's he's run a couple routes on some like some like end arounds and stuff. Yeah, it's just one of those things. He's not like a super excitable guy. That's why I think he doesn't get you know the right. recognition. Um, any other games well, look that. At him. Hey, listen, he's the, quote, Red Rocket. 
That's a penis thing, not a hair thing. I was going to say. Anybody else want to talk about anything from week two? Any, any, anything, Kyle? The only no? thing that made me scratch my head was the Chiefs' call on running the football. You're moving the football in the air, and then you decide to run it. Your running back is not that very, it's not very good anyways. And he fumbles. So, yeah, I, I agree. So this is what's interesting to me. I was reading some, randomly, some Chiefs' blog today. Um, Can you guys hear me? Yep, I hear you. Okay. So, you like, okay. circumstantially, you know... Running the ball, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. But yeah, what Kyle is saying, like he, he's, you know, here's a guy who's like not, you know, does not fit the system entirely. He's not has not shaped up. I think to everything the Chiefs had wanted. But what it comes down to, if it comes down to dollars and cents, the money you put in your quarterback, the money you put in, you know, Kelsey and Hill, those should be your guys on your final drive of the game. That I agree with. I think you know, if you're gonna put all your chips on the table, those are the guys I want going down the field to score. So in that regard, like, oh, why is Hilaire touching the ball on a game-winning drive? But you know, as a play-calling standpoint, I, I don't know. I did. I don't hate running the ball. I mean, you, well, you have the, the time on your side. Been able to move the ball on the no, ground. No, uh, listen. I, I I see both sides. If it were me and I was the one calling the plays, I I don't think I would be having him touch the ball. I you know, like I, like I said, I I want Kelsey and, and Hill and Hardman and all those other guys to you know. I don't know, just just some thoughts. What what was the situation? It was like first I, and ten, with like forty set with like a minute four left. They were I, on like the are, Ravens. Are the, Chiefs, are the Chiefs winning? No, they're no. trailing. They're trying to they're trying to get, trying to get the game winning score. But where were they on the field? They get Baltimore forty. Right, so they they were on the Baltimore forty, and a field goal would have won the game. Yeah. So like the the they had a minute and four seconds left with forty yards to the end zone with a field goal to win the game with a kicker that's pretty good. I don't, I don't hate the idea to run it because even even if he got stuffed and they got no gain, or even tackled for a loss of one or two, it's not detrimental to the drive. Yeah, like they weren't. It, it, it would have been different if it was like thirty seconds left, and you know they were trying to like run a draw play to throw the Ravens off or something like that. But like I, I don't hate it. It's just it's one of the it's one of the misfortunes, the, the poetic moments of football. It happens. Yeah. I mean, I get you can make the argument that you know the great running backs don't fumble the football in that situation. And but the other thing too is it's a it's a catch twenty two because nobody would be saying that if he doesn't fumble. No, nobody would be saying that if Mahomes threw a pick on the final drive. If Mahomes threw a pick on the final drive and that's how the Ravens won the game, nobody would have been saying like you know like anything Might negative. As well, have it was a drive or it was the drive before that he threw the pick. But yeah. still, but like, but that, that was the game. They, they 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 were probably they were on the forty yard line. So for Harrison Bucker, I mean, realistically, they they were they could have kicked a field goal from the forty fifty seven yard field goal Bucker can make. Awesome. They were they were five to six yards away from being a little bit more comfortable for a fifty yarder. But if Mahomes had thrown a pick, nobody would have been like questioning anything. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because because it would have been Mahomes. It's like well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that. It's the same thing. Like if Aaron, like in this game tonight, if Aaron Rodgers threw a pick, even though like with the, the start they had last week and blah blah blah, it's still Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers throws a pick on the game, the, like the the, the game winning drive, it, it, the result on Tuesday morning football is going to be very different than if Aaron Jones fumbles. Yeah, you know what I mean. And real quick, this like we talked about a little bit before. Massey, was it the drive before or the? I can't remember. It was just before the one previous. So Mahomes finally, you know, breaks his non-interception streak in September, and the pass he got picked off on was not good. 
And no, he was going to the ground and he tried to make yeah, something happen. It, it was it was just a bad throw. And I, it's funny. I, I it was I think Chris Collins was the one who he didn't really say anything bad about. It. It's like how you can't give this guy a pass just because of how good he is. That that was a bad move. I, I, I like Mahomes. I, he does amazing things, but. You can't, you can't just, I don't know. I was just surprised that he wasn't criticized as much during, after that. Collinsworth has his guys that he loves and he doesn't ever say anything bad about them. Yeah, I don't know. And it's just, I don't know. I I was just, I was just shocked because it was just a bad throw, falling to the ground in traffic. He just kind of throws a weak toss. I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Well, it also doesn't help that the fucking Chiefs defense is atrocious. (laughs) Yeah. Got ran all over. I was going to make a comment about that. Not about the defense, but about the game itself. Um, we, we see it all the time. And, like, the, the one thing is, like, and, Kendall, I know you've always preached to the choir about it, where, like, you know, the recipe to beat the, the, the Patriots was always there, but nobody ever did it. And I, and, the re- and I never really fought you on it. And the, the reason I say that is because I don't think the recipe to beat the Patriots was really ever there. Because it, it was like you had to get pressure to Brady. Like, I get that. But, like... The thing was, is like, like getting pressure to Brady wasn't like, just like, oh, like blitz and do whatever you got to do. I mean, you you were going up against arguably the best offensive line for 15 years. Yeah, like, no, no doubt. You know what I mean? Like even the best defensive lineman, you know, like J.J. Watt wasn't, you know, isn't known for sacking Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like those sort of things. But like what I think the, the Ravens did was the Ravens gave you not the recipe to beat the Chiefs, but they showed you the way to keep you within striking distance. Because the Ravens, I don't know, like, I was watching it through GameCast every so often just because there was some fantasy interest. And after the first quarter, I was just like, man, the Chiefs are going to run away with this. But the Ra- in my opinion, the way the Ravens stayed in it was Tyreek Hill looked like a C receiver. What, yeah. what did Tyreek Hill have? 40 or 30 yards altogether? Something like that, yeah. I think he had, like, three catches for, like, 15 yards yeah. and then, like, a 13-yard rush. I know keeping I know keeping Tyreek Hill at bay isn't easy because he's so fast and whatever. But even if it means, and, and I know that we saw like Kelsey had that great touchdown, but even if you do man coverage with safety help against Tyreek Hill and you force, even if it's a cornerback in like a one on one situation with Kelsey, the chances of Kelsey burning you for a touchdown are nowhere near as great as Hill burning you for a touchdown. No. Run two high safeties, keep him in front of you. Well, that's not, how but, you do it. That's but how that's the Bucks a, won the game against them. But that's the thing, though. It's like it's not even keep him in front of you. Like, like legitimately, like do your best. Like, like you, you, when he's on, like you know, you, you you give assignments where it's like, okay, like you, you study the playbook, like through and through. And I know you can't ever do that. And 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 somebody like Hill's gonna get his and yada yada and all that stuff. But like you study the playbook and you and you line up for formations and you learn plays and you do all this stuff. You just study Hill. You can't study a player like Mahomes. He's too gadget like i mean he, he's got too many weapons like from her for himself or whether it's the sidearm or the throwing on the run or the scramble ability there's too much there's too much talent there to really game plan against somebody like mahomes same thing with like a brady you can't really game plan against brady because he'll find a different way to beat you and he'll find he'll figure out what your do what your game plan is on the first drive he'll know it he'll go look at his surface and then he'll come back out and he won't do that same thing again yeah so but with hill if you can learn the routes for di- and like the formations and stuff, okay. So like in this situation type of thing here, like we need to have safety coverage deep and let the corner play him underneath, 
or let the corner play play above him and then let's have like a linebacker play like a flat type zone in front of him and and just really just try to make it so where it's like they don't even look his way where he's like pretty much double covered and then you cuz after after Kelsey there is nobody else for them i mean yeah there's nobody else i, I, I mean i will it's, say the chiefs offense has the ability to put up 60 points a game between the talent in Hill, Kelsey, and Mahomes, yet people like McCole Hardman are still on almost every free, almost every free agency waiver wire in fantasy leagues. Yeah, I mean, I will say last night, I think they did do a good job, kind of spreading the ball around. But that was the first time I think I've ever saw that. Like you know, the Chiefs had like nine different receivers catch a ball, but, but that like, never but happens. That's it though, because when you eliminate Hill, you can't eliminate Kelsey. Eliminating Kelsey is you can't do it because if you eliminate Kelsey, Hill's going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. And the seventy-yard deep bomb touchdowns are a lot different than letting a, a tight end get you know one hundred and forty yards over the course of a game on dink and dunks. You know what I mean? Like, like I understand. Like, yeah, like Kelsey. Kelsey might like when you look at a stat sheet of a game. Oh, Kelsey finished with thirteen receptions for one hundred and fifty yards, and it's like. Yeah, that's cool, but if you go back and you watch the footage, he had four catches for like 20 yards, and then the rest of them were like four-yard checkdown passes where he was right. immediately tackled. I will give that up all day instead of letting having Tyreek Hill have four catches for 160 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Because like the thing with Kelsey is Kelsey's going to move chains. That's never going to be a problem. But Tyreek Hill will change the outcome of games immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Ravens did a good job. I'll tell you what. When, they, when the Chiefs had the boss, I, I didn't didn't cross my mind at all. They were going to win that game. I had no doubt at all they're going to win that game. And see that ball come out, like, I, I was shocked. I'm still in shock. It's just like the most. You know, Pretty the, fucking annoying. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's bad for us, especially you know, as, as a you know division in, in Baltimore. But I tell you, what, you know, a matchup that I would really like to see, especially like 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 a, in a Super Bowl type of situation or, or like a real big game, I would really like to see. The Ravens match up against the Seahawks, and I I, I, I would like to see the game where Jamal Adams' job is just to find Lamar Jackson because Jamal Adams has the speed and he has the the tackling ability. I mean, I personally don't think Jamal Adams is really that great of a safety. I think he's a good football player. I think he's a really great football player. I don't think he's that great of a safety, but. I I would love to see a game where they just basically run a defensive package where it's it's. You know, three or four men, three or four men rushing, and then seven or six men in coverage, and Jamal Adams is just watching Lamar Jackson the whole time. Just yeah, a that, QB that spy, and nothing else. Just like either a QB spy, or you put him in in like a like a like a three man rush, four linebacker zone coverage situation, but make Jamal Adams one of the linebackers type of thing, and, and whatever. Because like, because that's the thing. Like, like I mean, I know it sounds silly, but like. There, there's like certain things in Madden you can do that have like a realisticness to them, and like so like in Madden, whenever I do a fantasy draft, I like to always get I get a really I get a fast safety. I don't, and then what I do is is I I change up the schemes and the packaging, and when I play a quarterback like a Lamar Jackson, I put him in a, I put him in as my fifth linebacker, and I run th- I run three three rushers with a five linebacking zone coverage, and I have and Jamal Adams is in the middle of the field. And then I just control him. And if the quarterback breaks containment, I'm on him. Yeah. yeah. That, I think, could be a lot of fun. And then one Where Jamal more... Adams is just on Lamar Jackson the whole game. And then one more quick thing. Do you think the Brady-Gronk connection's back? Um, you know, the thing is, 
I think as long as they're healthy, they're going to continue to play well. I don't know if they're going to average two touchdowns a game for the entire season, but I, I think that I think the connection's there. They fucking might. Well, the thing that's interesting from it is just that, like, like in the Super Bowl, you kind of saw that 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 connection type of thing. But during the regular season, Gronk was really kind of a non-factor. Yeah, he was there for a blocker, if that. And now, now he's like back at like you know like the legit tight end threat that he used to be, and so it's interesting. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, the other thing too that you have to remember is, um, it. it well, let's see what happens when Tampa plays a real defense. Well, they're not playing one this week, so. But I'm just like, because like Gronk is still talented in terms of catching the football, but. My God, he's gonna fucking eat our linebackers alive. But the th- you guys have a good defense. Good defense, not good linebackers. That is by but, far the weakest part of our defense. I understand that, but you still have a good defense. But the thing is, is like, so like Gronk might get his against the Rams because the linebacking core isn't that great. Whereas, but like when he faces like a defense that's you know pretty good all around, especially from a coverage standpoint, I don't know that Gronkowski still has the speed and the cutting, the agility in and out of cuts to do that against a good defense. That's actually a really nice pass by golf. You know what I mean, Kyle? That That's all I want. Cause like Atlanta's defense is so, so, and, and the Cowboys defense, they, they keep, they keep doing the same thing over and over again. They, they keep getting linebackers that can sack and stop the run, but can't pass coverage to save the shit. Yeah. It was, you know, they, cause they have what Micah Parsons was the guy that got this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then before that yeah. was Van, was, was it Micah Parsons? For Mike Parsons went to Dallas. That's what I said. Yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, so Cowboys, they got Micah sorry. Parsons, great run stopper. I think he's going to get his in the sacks and term like you know for his career. Like he'll get, you know, he'll be in the 30s or 40s or whatever, which is very formidable. Defensive for, end this week, which is very formidable for a middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. But like Leighton Vander Esch is a run stuffing linebacker. Sean Lee, run stuffing linebacker. Jalen Smith, blitzing linebacker. They keep getting linebackers that can do all the dirty work at the line of scrimmage, but can't pass coverage to save their life. Right, yes. and so. Gronk is, you know, so Gronk doesn't have to be fast and whatever. He's just got to create a window and Brady's going to find the window. But when he goes up against a defense that has a really good linebacking core, is he going to have the speed and the cut to do it? That'll be the question for, is Gronk, is that connection back? Because, you know, unfortunately for non-Bucks and non-Buck Brady Gronk fans out there... There's six games this year where he's going to have pretty shitty linebackers on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a Gronk fan. He's a funny guy. Is this the first I'm time? I'm trying to think. Who has the best defense in the league right now? I'm looking and I can't. The Steelers, when they're healthy, in my opinion. Like, are you going like based off of stats so far this year or just like personnel opinion? Personnel opinion. Off, off opinion? Um... The Steelers would be top five. The Bucks would be a top five contender. The Rams would be a top five contender. Um, I mean, the Bills have every capability of being a top five. Defense. Yeah, but the, the Bills are still like trying to figure themselves out a lot as a team too. Um, Washington hasn't lived up to their billing this year. Not so far this year. They don't have good corners. Yeah, they don't have a secondary. They have a great front seven, but their their secondary uh, is New second. Secondary is trash. New, New England's okay. New England's okay, but same time, Stephon Gilmore's not playing, and he's probably the best player on that defense. So until he's back, from a personnel standpoint, you can't go off New England. The Jets. The Chargers have that capability of being a very good defense from a personnel standpoint. 
49ers. 49ers, another one that have, you know, um I think if you were going to go based off I think if you're going to go based off of everything, I I would probably when healthy, I would probably give it to the Steelers cuz okay. they they have they have the playmaker at the safety position. They have corners that can do the job. Granted, their best one is aging and whatever, but the, the corners can still get the job done. The linebacking core is solid. The, the pass rush is good. The defensive line is very good. The, the pass rush is good. The run stop is good. Like I would say probably all in all, it's probably them. And I also don't – I don't. I think the Broncos are very close too. The, the Broncos have looked very good this they year. Got, they got a very good secondary. They got a very good def- uh, couple defensive ends. Ron Miller's back. Yeah, but Bradley Chubb's now out. Yeah, but he'll be back. We got Chubb, you got um, Miller, you Jesus got Kendall. Sertan, you got Roby when he's healthy, you got Kyle Fuller, Kyle Fuller. you got Justin Simmons, who's one of the best safeties in football. Yeah. That defense is very talented, and everybody laughed at me when I said it. Who'd have, thought, who'd have thought week two that the, the Broncos and the Raiders would be tied for first? Right. Say, who, um, who has the Broncos in, in uh, fantasy? I, I do. <laughs> you want to trade? We could. <laughs> We could talk about how Houston doesn't look nearly as terrible as everybody thought they were going to. They will be after without if they don't play Deshaun Watson, they're gonna be terrible. Well they haven't looked it yet. Tyrod Taylor's out. Yeah. Too Is bad he? he was playing pretty good. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor. Can we also talk about the guy with the worst luck in the league? Carson Wentz? Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor? Oh. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. Get something good going? Yeah, sorry. You're gonna be out. Like, he was playing. Was it well. last year that he got like his lung punctured by one of the medical staff? Yeah, yeah. week two, yeah. right in between week one and week yeah. two, he was playing very good. He had he kept he had him in that game. I tell you what, I saw something very funny NFL meme. Um, made me laugh pretty hard after the the Giants uh, Washington game. Uh, a fan posted a picture of himself at a bar that was like, "I I wear my Plaxico Burris jersey for every Giants game because they make me want to shoot myself." <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that, that was pretty funny. Did Plaxico Burris shoot himself? Yeah. Yeah, you don't remember that? In the ball. That was a uh, remember. Remember when Darrell Revis was it? Darrell Revis for the the Jets. I think they this were, was before I started watching. Darrell Revis was playing. I think it was Darrell Revis for the Jets. He got fined. He got fined, flagged, and ejected because um, Eli threw. Eli threw a, a pass to Plaxico. Does that time frame link up? Darrell Revis from the Jets, Plaxico on the I'm trying yeah. to think it, 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 yeah. it might. I think I think it was Darrell Revis, but it, 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 like first couple years. Yeah, it was, it was. I think it was Darrell Revis, but like it was Plaxico caught the ball in the air and Darrell Revis stripped it from him before he could come down and get two feet down. Uh, and it was a fourth down thing. It was like like fourth and goal on like the four or something like that. And he, yeah. he did that. So then he he did like the flying. Like celebration thing, and then he like pretended yeah. to pull a gun out of his waistband and shot himself and fell down and started yeah. to like, grab his leg. So funny. That's fucking hysterical. You're hysterical, mess. Thanks, Kyle. Hey man, gotcha. I lied. I'm actually gonna go look that up real quick. Um, so before we go to break, which uh, which divisions do you think so far after two weeks are shaping up to be more interesting than you thought, and are Let's go with that. Shaping up to be more interesting than you thought. AFC West. Yeah, I was going to say, from what we were just talking about, the, the West has exceeded expectations. I think the Chiefs can be beaten. Uh, I agree. What? Well, it was Stevie Johnson. Oh, Stevie Johnson. Okay. He was a name for the Jets for a little while. Remember him, Gundel? I never seen No, he was a Bill. Was it a Bill? He was that did a Bill. It? There was a Jet that did it, too, though. There was a Jet that mimicked it to him. So I'm trying to think who would have... 
Stevie Johnson was a receiver, wasn't he? But he was Stevie a... Johnson was a receiver, and they were playing against the Jets. Plexico could have been a Jet. Oh, maybe Plexico was a Jet, and Darrell Revis was a Jet. Because Stevie Johnson was the one that dropped that. Remember, we were at my mom's house. Maybe that's what it was. I was thinking about. So Plexico was probably must have been a Jet. Stevie Johnson caught the, the and then he did the Darrell. Plexico was a Jet. He did the Darrell Revis airplane because Darrell Revis is do the airplane thing, right? I'm trying to think. So. Or was it Santonio Holmes that did the airplane thing? Who did the airplane thing? It was somebody on the Jets, but he did the airplane thing, and then he did the fake shoot himself. Could have been Santonio Holmes. Yeah, it could have been Holmes. Did Holmes used to do the airplane thing? Yeah. I don't remember who it was. He was a Chris yeah. Ivory. <laughs> Chris Ivory. Jeff's, uh, Jeff's first ex-girlfriend has a picture with Chris Ivory. <laughs> yeah, then Tank. I'm very excited to pl- uh, play Jeopardy for a uh, former GSWD member. Yeah. I will win. Jeopardy 2.0. I will win. I just hope, did win last time. I just hope Vito plays again. <laughs> um, yes, I did. Win. Yeah, so the AFC West is interesting. I mean, you know, I, I think I, I I think from the standpoint of the Chiefs having lost a game makes it a little makes it like thirty five percent more interesting. I think if the Chiefs were sitting at two and zero after because the Browns are are by many considered a playoff contending football team. The Ravens are a playoff contending football team. So if they were sitting at 2 and 0 after beating two playoff contending teams, it would have just been like, okay, cool, like the Raiders and the and the and the, and the Broncos got theirs, but when it comes time to play the Chiefs, they're not going to get it done type of thing, but seeing that the Chiefs got beat by a team that they've owned in the Patrick Mahomes era makes that a little bit more. I think this yeah. division, the NFC North, is shaping up to be something different. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of hype. It, who knows what's going to happen when when, it, when and if Justin Fields actually does become the, the man this year? But the Lions haven't looked as bad. They're they're in this. They're they're winning this game against Green Bay right now. They did not look terrible last week. Green Bay looked abysmal. They're moving the football here and there. But last year, the defense was something that they prided themselves on. The defense has been non-existent so far Darius this season. Huh? Uh, right, but the, the the defense is not is looking very very subpar, and even though I don't, even though that they're a team that people constantly, you know, will will shit on and and have them be like the team that yeah they'll miss the playoffs or whatever. The Vikings have a lot of talent on their team, and they can win a game at any point in time. And they haven't looked good yet this year. I mean, they were in it with the Cardinals, but I think the Cardinals are kind of like the other side of the coin for the Vikings. The Vikings are a team, in my opinion, that always have the talent. The Vikings have the talent, but never can get it done. Whereas, like the Cardinals have the talent and do get it done. Right. But like, I, in my opinion, so I think. For, well, in my opinion, I, I really, I, I think the Cardinals and the Vikings are kind of very similar in terms of overall personnel, talent wise. Because you look at the Cardinals, and it's like they have Chandler Jones, and they have Patrick Peterson, right? No, he's well, gone. Uh, well, the Vikings, Vikings. Vikings have Patrick Peterson. Who, who's the Buda Baker? JJ Watt. They have Buda Baker, right? Yes. Was JJ Watt even done anything? He had a couple tackles. Yeah, cool. You know who else had a couple tackles? Whoever replaced TJ Watt. Um, yeah, not good though. But to the point being, um, so they have Buda Baker. They have Chandler Jones. They do have JJ Watt. But like, and then on the other side, they have you know AJ Green had a really good game this week. They have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, the running game is still kind of whatever, but they have Kyler Murray, they have Christian Kirk, they, they've got good pieces. But then you look at the Vikings, and it's like, like Adam Thielen is no joke. Justin Jefferson, we haven't seen him show up yet this year, but he showed last year that there is a lot of talent. 
Kirk Cousins might not be the quarterback that will win you a Super Bowl, but he's the quarterback that can get you to a Super Bowl. He's got a lot of talent. He's got arm strength. And they have some very good defensive pieces. But the luck of the draw just has it be that they don't do well with this unit that they've got. Yeah. But I, really, I think that's why that game for me was so close, in my opinion. Because really, I don't think that either one of them is more talented than the other as a team. No, that was a very equal matchup, and the score showed it. Yeah. AFC South is pretty terrible. <laughs> I think the Titans are going to win it by circumstance, but they didn't look good at all. The Seahawks yeah, well, kind of like gave that away. Well, yeah, a little, a little half and half. I think. I mean, the the, the Titans. I think got Titans' it going. offense is good. Their defense is abysmal. If you look at it from, and the thing too is, is like, you have to analyze football, and it's very hard for a lot of people to do now, especially people in our age group. But you have to look at football without your fantasy goggles on. Yeah. So far this season, albeit two games, not a great sample size, Tannehill does not look like the quarterback everybody thought that he might be this year. Right. Yes, he threw for 300-plus yards, but he didn't throw for any touchdowns. The only opposite to that is he's not getting any fucking help. But Half his line was missing yesterday. A.J. Brown had, I think, six drops. I understand that, but a lot of people kind of like viewed like Tannehill coming into the season as like, you know, because because if you go back and you you look, we make the joke all the time on here about like the Derek Jeter defensive statistics thing. If you go back and you really break yeah. it down and look at the analytics and all this shit and blah, blah, blah. Overrated. And it's all hocus pocus and all that bullshit. But if you go back and you look at that, you break down the analytics and the statistics of Ryan Tannehill's career, injuries in Miami fucked him. Yeah. If you take the injuries out of it, Tannehill got better every year in Miami. He really yeah. did. He got better every year in Miami, despite having one of the most abysmal head coaches of the 21st century calling plays for him. Joe huh? Philbin? No, Gase. Both. But, like, like despite having him, he, he progressed every year. And there was a lot of speculation that Tannehill was going to take that next step, albeit they added Julio Jones, but there was that expectation. And to me, has not so far this year, based off of highlights I've seen from games, has not shown that he's going to take that. If anything, it's been more of like a Kirk Cousins. Throw the ball, get a lot of yards, make some plays, but nothing that like makes you think, oh, hey, Tannehill's the reason they're going to the win MVP this game. candidate, but I still think he's probably a top 10 in the league right now. I don't think so. Tannehill? Tannehill, no. No. His fucking running back is. They didn't start playing... F- Real football until they started do shit with the ball until like the end of the third quarter. And guess what? <laughs> when they said, "Hey, let's start using our running back more," that's when they started scoring points. Here's here's the thing, Massey. I, I, normally, I would agree with you from the standpoint of like, like, oh, the guy didn't do anything until the third qu- or until the fourth quarter when he caught like five passes for eighty five yards, or he ran for like sixty five yards. But yeah, he didn't do anything until the third quarter. But then he rushed for three touchdowns. So it's like, like you can. I mean, <laughs> he had a hundred and eighty yards on the ground. Fucking yeah. Rodgers. Right, but I think he's saying until the third quarter, though, he, it, it was looking like a... Fucking Jones. Second yes. touchdown. I think it was one of those things where like, he was looking like, like... like What did he have? Is there a way to look that up? Can you look up like the box score like in the third quarter? Uh, yeah. yeah, you can. Go on a pro football I reference. Well, that's the thing, too. You know, we're, we're discussing something that it, it's... There's a lot of moving parts. 
I think Tannehill plays at his best, you know, when, you know, it's not all on him. And it's not a fault. There's a lot of quarterbacks that they, they play better when they have that, you know, that really good running back they can lean on. And Derrick Henry, for sure, is that guy in Tennessee. And, you know, because he didn't get going until late in the game, you know, I think Tannehill kind of sputtered versus a, a pretty good Seahawks team. You know, the defense isn't amazing, but it's a good enough team that every year they, they, they show up. So, uh, you know, for me, uh, I think Tannehill is not not a top 10 right now, but I'm not ready to give up on Tannehill. Uh, no, no one's saying that, but no. I'm just saying. And, and the thing, like, the, the Seahawks, like, home field advantage thing, people like to keep bringing it up, but that died with the Legion of Boom. Right. Like, every team has a home field advantage, but, like, really it died, like, at home. I mean, like, the Seahawks are a great home, f- home team uh, fan base, you know, all that stuff, but, I mean, like, so are the Chiefs. I mean, they're like the loudest fuckers in the yeah. in the world. But like, my thing is like like the Seahawks will lose games like this. The Seahawks, the thing that keeps the Seahawks where they are for the past however many years, the Seahawks don't lose to the Bengals. They don't lose to the Texans. They'll lose a game to the Chiefs. They'll lose a game to the Titans, or they'll lose a game to like the Rams. But they don't lose to teams that they're not going to play in the postseason. The teams that beat them are teams that are also claiming playoff spots. That's what makes Seattle always a playoff contender, regardless of how shitty their defense is or how bad their offensive line is or how questionable Pete Carroll's head co- coaching skills are or whatever, or the running back situation and injuries and all this stuff. They don't lose to bad teams. Derrick Henry had about 45 rushing yards in the first half. It doesn't matter. No, no, but what we're saying, we're, the, the, we're going back to the argument that, like, uh, yes. He just asked me to calculate. Right. right. We were going That's back to the thing, was. like, Massey had said, like, oh, like, he, you know, he didn't do anything until late in the third quarter, fourth quarter. Like, normally I would agree with him if the standpoint was like, oh, like, you know, like, he'll, like, and again, it, and it would have been this, the, the argument would have stood had the Titans lost that game. If the Titans had lost that game, like, it doesn't matter because they lost. Like, he, he did all that stuff, but it was in a losing effort. But. He he rushed for you know in the second you know he rushed for a, 150 yards in the second half, probably you know 100 and, 100 of them in the late third early uh, late third to fourth quarter and three touchdowns. So I mean, 45 yards too for for the first half isn't like he wasn't doing anything. No, no but when you compare it to 185 yards, it no, is yes. But but what I mean, you know, at the end he he was able to rip off you know he, I think it was like a 70 yarder. So right, that, so that I get into it, but that's also like an outlier. I guess where my only not, point a, is, not, not for him. I guess but my I, only point to that was, you know, in the first half, Tannehill had receivers that were dropping wide open passes from him, and he didn't have a running game helping him out. Sure, when they started to get the run going, they started winning, but Tannehill was out there still hitting passes and everything, and everybody else was dropping shit. It's not like he wasn't doing all the work, and he was the only one working for the first half. Henry wasn't giving him a running game. He lost his left tackle and his left guard. Massey, I'm just curious. What were Henry's... Can you look up his yards per average in the first half? His average in the first half? Well, you said uh, he had about, what, 45 yards? How many carries did he have in the first half? Let me find out. I'm second. just curious. So, like, 13 kind of rings in my head. but And, Massey, I will say, I, I did watch that game. Uh, and, yes, you know, A.J. Brown had a couple drops. Uh... Jones had a, you know, Julio Jones, he had a Julio Jones type day. Um, 
And uh, I will. You should have had that touchdown though. The touchdown should have counted. And, and the, you're right. The offensive line was a little wonky. I, I don't know what it shaped up being. Their offensive line's not that good, anyways. Uh, they, it was a top. It was a top five unit last year. I think Derrick Henry made it a top five unit. That's the thing too. Is like when you have a play, like because you don't see it in the game anymore. Like like Christian McCaffrey is a, is a top notch running back, but because of his pass catching abilities and his agility and stuff outside, Derrick Henry is a bulldozer that is going to run and hit the gap. Or if he does run outside, you're going to have a corner on him that he's going to out muscle. So like Derrick Henry's speed doesn't kill you on the outside. It's his physical presence against a smaller cornerback that gets him the edge to rip off the 10, 15, or in his, his case, the 70 yard touchdown so often. But like, like, so like Derrick Henry, it's like one of those offensive lines. It's like, you, you know, there, there, there are so many running backs or there are so many offensive linemen over the course of the history of the NFL that have gotten pro bowl nods and, and all team first and second pros and stuff like that on teams that have had like really good run blocking, but not good pass blocking. So like yeah like the the they're a top five unit when it comes to run blocking, but they're not when it comes to pass blocking. Yeah, and it, and really it's the vice versa. Look at the Colts. The Colts have had one of the best offensive lines over the past five years in football, but they can't produce a fucking running back to save their life. They're not a good run blocking team. They're not they're not good at at, at, at hitching over and and catching the the blitzer and the gap and things like that. But they're good at keeping yeah, pass rushes basket. from the quarterback. You know, and that thing that we did, I had the Colts win like three games. Three? Something like that. Oh, when we did yeah. the season, yeah. <laughs> I pretty wrong. Yeah, I gave the AFC South not a lot of love. <laughs> I think I had the, uh, well, there was another ridiculous one I had. I think I had like the Falcons win like one game. I had the Bucks going 16-1. and one. <laughs> Well, he had the Bucks going undefeated. Until he, Until he said something and I just gave him a loss. <laughs> <laughs> was this the week that I missed? No, no, this was the thing where, like, I sent you the link and you had to do, like, the whole season predictions. Oh, I don't even remember what I put down. Matt, did, oh. you, ha- did you happen to get the, the things or no? The the carries? No, I did not. All right. It's irrelevant. It's not important. All right, uh, so we'll go to break. When we come back, Kyle, you have a top ten? I do. I don't top know if anybody watches the show, but... It That's is. fine, we can still do it. Top ten mass Singer's costumes. <laughs> Coming your way. And, uh... Kendall, come up with the Riddler's ranking on the break. You got it. We'll see you guys on the other side. Home of getting sports with Drunk on Monday Nights. PPRN Radio. Home of the Peter Pino Show. Peter Pino Show. PPRN Radio. Damn, where are we? PPRN Radio. Always on, sometimes off. PPRNRadio.net. PPRNRadio.net. The station that's home with your wife. While you're at work, we keep her company. We keep her happy. And now, back to Getting Sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm joined by bad disc golfers, all of them. I sure am. I haven't gone like a, a month and a half, maybe longer. I have days. I think the last time I saw you and Massey disc golf was when we went at, to Manchester before your thing. No, Kendall went disc golfing at... Um... I played the course in, was it Guilford? Oh, Bittner? Guilford. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the last time I played. 
wore jeans that day. It was yeah. hot. <laughs> <laughs> Souls. Dead. All right. Kendall, you said you had a Riddler's ranking for me. I was going to go to you first, but then you said dad. <laughs> totally soured the mood. Uh, as we are drinking... Uh, and have been. And have been, yeah. Pretty consistently uh, through this stretch. Figured we'd do um, the top Oktoberfest traditions. So, like, by traditions, you just mean, like, tr- like traditional things? Or, like, yeah. like, like things done at Oktoberfest? Yeah. Things... <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> so, like, uh, like, I approached it from the standpoint of, like, like if you said, like, Christmas traditions, like, I, I looked at it from, like, like... like Christmas tree mm-hmm. and things like that, or did you mean, mean things like 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 Christmas caroling and like 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 things? You, do like, you don't have an October tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess I meant like stuff you would do at Oktoberfest or just things kind of surrounding that time. I mean, it was kind of open ended. Whatever you, you feel. Talking about so, the movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So number five would be singing. Okay. A lot of like songs being sung, German folklore tale thing like that. Uh, number. Oh, Number number four. I don't think the polka is German. It's Polish. It's not, but they, they do it a lot at the uh, Oktoberfest stuff. In fact, like yeah, they do it because so they they do it because they invaded everybody that does the polka. <laughs> so what is this? Your top five favorite things about uh, no, just like top five Oktoberfest tradition type of things? I guess. Gotcha, okay. uh, gingerbread. Okay. There's a lot of gingerbread stuff at Oktoberfest. A lot of gingerbread. I think like gingerbread hearts with like names on them and stuff like that. All kinds of shit. Yeah. Uh, number three, I would have to give to uh, the Defiance of Gravity. Uh, just for the amount of people, like the, the fucking beers that people carry. <laughs> like the way they carry them, it's absolutely fucking bonkers insane. It's always amazing me. you see the videos of the, the women with a, they're, they're clenching like ten beers a hand. Yeah. It's just insane. Um... Number two, uh, I would give to the uh, the Durndles slash Lederhosen's. Wow. Um, very, very popular outfit. And the, the, the uh, Durndle is a sash that women wear at Oktoberfest around the waist. And it's actually, it's a reason for it. You mean the Lederhosen? The, later, the Lederhosen is like the overall type of thing. But like women wear those too. But the Durndle is a sash you wear around your waist and you tie it into a bow and you tie it, and I forget what it is, but like if you wear it on the left side, you're single. If you wear it on the right side, you're taken. Okay. So it's kind of like to do that. And then number one is beer. Yeah. Beer here. Beer. If you got a beer named after an event, beer is probably the biggest part of the event. <laughs> I was actually bothering the Riddler today. I've seen this ad on Instagram a couple of times. The Snyder, uh, Snyder Cap- pretzel, yeah, from like Captain Lawrence. They, they, yeah. They're doing a- Captain. So food pairings with beer have become a big prevalent thing over the past like two couple years. But Captain Lawrence is known for it specifically for their Fudgy the Whale beer with Carvel. But yeah, the Snyder made two uh, Bavarian style beers. Snyder pretzels com- combined with a uh, Captain Lawrence. There's one that's like a like a Bavarian pretzel, like kind of like a ghost style, and there's another one that's like a Pilsner. Uh, yeah, definitely looking to try that. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kendall does this thing where he sends me like a link, and he goes, "Do you know anything about how I can get this?" And then I click the link, and the first thing in the link says, "Buy online." But he doesn't well, want to buy it online; I, well, he wants no, to find I, it at a store. Well, I, really, what I'm looking for is like, oh, I'm just gonna have Paul find it somewhere because he goes places and knows how to do stuff. 
So like, I mean, no, like, what he's looking for is, oh, Paul will buy this. And no, I but I'm, just I'm gonna pay him for it. I just know that he has better connections than I do. Oh my god. <laughs> also, um, how much money do you think we could pull together to have Kendall try and carry like ten steins of, you know, full of beer at once? Man, I don't even know if I can get him off the table. <laughs> yeah, later, Hosen. Just imagine how much shaking. Oh, I mean, the, the spillage would be unreal. I, I don't even want to try it. Do they show the immaculate reception every time the Raiders and the Steelers play? Yeah, yep. it's basically it's a foregone conclusion. Have you guys won a game against the Raiders since that reception? Once. <laughs> oh, so they're saying now Watson won't be active despite Tyrod being hurt. Fucking assholes! Just fucking activate him. Yep. That's all I gotta say about that. Uh, you want to do uh, Souls' thing? I do. Mike will like this one, because I know he likes this show. Top 10 Wild and Outcast members. Oh, you switched it up. I did. show's terrible. It's not. <laughs> it is. I like it. No, you don't, Kyle. You like you like highlights of... You watch it like Whose Lines Anyway, where it's just like, oh, watch this 45-minute <laughs> compilation video of this segment that Wild and Out does. Right. The 27 yeah, times that... <laughs> 27 times that so-and-so owned it on Wild and Out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, first of all? Yes. First of all, yes. <laughs> so number 10 is Justina Valentine. She's a pleasant to look at. A pleasant. <laughs> she's a pleasant to look at. And she's a hoe. All right. So she's also a pleasant to be with. Yeah. Number 9 is Jacob. Reddit search. Oh. <laughs> you guys know who Jacob is? I don't. He's the nerdy white guy. It talks about tax invasion all the time. Tax evasion. No, no. no, 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 no. He breaks into the IRS. <laughs> Let me show you guys how to fucking walk right in. W4! W4! <laughs> Number eight, Charlie Clips. Fat rapper. Pretty funny. He's worth top ten. Uh, seven, throwback, Atheon Crockett. You know that guy. Yeah. The negotiator. <laughs> Number six is Hitman Holler. Holla. He's very shiny teeth. His best thing is when he got burned by saying, where's my super suit? <laughs> Number five is Conceited. Small guy. Small guy, very funny rapper. That guy's pretty funny. The number, the top four is definitely the best ones. Well, I'd hope so, though, the top four. <laughs> Carlos Miller. He's been there forever. And he pretty much... Like, these four guys make the show... For the last few years. Did yeah. that guy, like, kill somebody? No, but he got fired. And then, like, wore a ski mask back on the show and got hired again. <laughs> Number three, Chico Bean. Him and Carlos Miller are very good together. Make a very, very good rap scene. Two, a lot of people's favorite, DC Young Fly. Hilarious. And number one, my personal favorite, Emmanuel Hudson. Also hilarious. There you have it. Mock. The top ten you didn't know that you didn't want. <laughs> Mark, any disagreements? No, I'm just kind of doing some research. I'm just in a Valentine. Just, just researching. If you stuff. go on to YouTube and watch some music videos, pretty good. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into that form of media... Or- if you just really like bad music, <laughs> but you like images, 
And Shut yes, Nick, <laughs> Nick Cannon was off my list because he's kind of terrible right. at that. You also might like Megan the Stallion. <laughs> yep. You, All right. Um, <laughs> Marissa brought home a stuffed bread, and I'm I'm hitting it pretty hard. Where's it from? Uh, the school that she works at, like the culinary department. Souls. What kind of bread? Yeah. <clears throat> Meatball. Nice. Her? Yeah. I love her. Yeah, I can't believe I was so late to Reddit, man. <laughs> I'm on there, like, all the time. Yeah, but you're only searching two things. Yeah. Locomotives <laughs> and Alexa Bliss. Now, you know, the trains aren't that good on Reddit. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, you know why? Because they're better on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Your train's Facebook forum. So, do we, even, do we have anything dialed up for the next... Mox, he's a Giants fan. <laughs> Next rest of the show. Well, I, I know, not not now, I know, hopefully he's prepared. Usually we do a draft later in the episode. I don't know if Mock has thought of that and has time to think of it if he didn't. Hey, uh, Paul, when Carter denied his relationship with her? You know, I was going to draft the top, you know, wild and out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's all ruined now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, souls. I would have just said Nick Cannon, and I would have picked a different like hairstyle for every one of them. <laughs> Turban Nick Cannon, <laughs> dreads Nick Cannon. So one one thing we talked about last week: bald fade Nick Cannon, <laughs> in jail Nick Cannon, Mariah Nick Cannon. Yeah, that's probably the best one. That's the luckiest one. That's true. Although I think the luckiest, I think the the luckiest guy of all time that got that like had a girl, whether it be a relationship or sex, that. Shouldn't have if we're going from a celebrity standpoint is Ja Rule. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he got a Shanti, but good for him. Yeah, it just kind of like defies logic. It doesn't make any sense. Apparently he's gay. It's murder. I'd be gay too if I did if I had a Shanti and then didn't have a Shanti. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny reasoning. I mean, like, what do you do? Like, like like Ashanti's top notch. Like she's a, like a legit player in the whole category of Still. all women. Still, we're talking yeah. 20 years plus. And so, like, you have that, and then you don't. And it's kind of like, well, hmm. where do we go from Gotta go right right over to Dickles. Speaking of music videos, if you look up Want It, Need It, Ashanti implies, that's a good watch. Mm-hmm. Song's all right. You know another good music video for different reasons? What's that? Miss Jackson. Sorry, Miss Jackson from mm-hmm. Outcast. It's a good music video. The dogs sing. Yeah. The dogs sing the song. It's pretty good. Big boy's just cleaning his car in a thunderstorm. <laughs> so funny. There's so many pails of water everywhere. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a 35 second clip of like Andre 2000 trying to put up wallpaper. It's so funny. Kyle, can you give us a hook real quick, Miss Jackson? So, Miss Jackson, woo! I am for real. Nah, it's not. It's not a Ric Flair. <laughs> it was too fast. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> woo! <laughs> That's how it should have been. Figure four leg lock. <laughs> I am for real. You seen that clip going around about a uh, Tom Brady, like uh, uh, a reporter asking Tom Brady when he thinks he'll hang up the cleats, and then it's Ric Flair who's like, "I'm never gonna retire." <laughs> no, I'm not. It's so funny. Hey, I'll tell you what. Tom Brady's been in some pretty funny commercials recently. Mm-hmm. He's, dude, he's hilarious. I, I like. I, but think it's it's so weird because all his time in New England, not he had like that weird like mattress endorsement. That was it. He was not on TV other than football. Yeah. Now he's like on Subway commercials. And he's like, doing Q&As <laughs> and a kiddie pool with Gronk. 
throwing I, fucking I, I Lombardi really trophies that, across boats. I mean, it, I think that shows more like just the the difference in the culture. Like, how it's like going from the Yankees like, to anybody else. Right. <laughs> but I mean, really, like, how many players have come out and been like, playing in New England is fucking awful, but you yeah. have success. Well, it's like, but it's like this. You, you see that, like in baseball, it's like, like if you're going to be part of the Yankees, the organization is very strict on their policies with a lot of stuff, like with the grooming and all that stuff, or whatever. But it, but you're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like we could talk about that. Want to talk about the postseason, Kyle? Talk about MLB the way it's shaping up. Yeah. I'll pull it up. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. We kind of were talking before we went on the air. Shut up. I've just <laughs> just the depression I've been in. Uh, oh, I had I forgot my toast. I had I had one more toast. It was to me. Oh, I'm toasting myself. Uh, so take that, Joe from yourself Disney. Twice. Yes. Ooh, a double toast. <laughs> is there a problem with that? My toast that. is to Gerald. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> no, my toast was to me for figuring out an accident last night at one in the morning on how to catch the Pokemon Smeargle. Oh yeah, you take the picture. That was super cool. There's a thing in the in the game where like if you have a Pokemon, right? Because Smeargle is like this like weird like like raccoon rat thing, where he has a paintbrush for a tail, and when you have a Pokemon, mm-hmm. you can there's a little camera and you can click it and you can put the Pokemon like in the room you're in and you can take pictures of it and you can tap the Pokemon and make it do things and blah 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 blah. So you take pictures. So I was doing that because Amelia woke up at like ten thirty and was just up. So it was like one o'clock, and so I did that with her because we were having fun. Because Samantha fell asleep on the couch, so we were putting Pokemon on Samantha, <laughs> and she found it very funny. And so we took a bunch of pictures of uh, Doduo, the two-headed bird. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just looking through them, and I saw Smeargle just had like photo bombed himself into the picture, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I was like that's never happened before. <laughs> and I just exited out, and then it just made like a noise, and then a Smeargle was there, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I was like, okay. So then I spent like the next 30 minutes just taking pictures. And it happened again. And I was like, oh, so if you if he does that, he shows up. <laughs> and that was cool. It happened. I think that's also a thing during the community days. What? Like, if you do the pictures and stuff, like the community day Pokemon can come up. I didn't know that. So I'm going to start the story and Paul's going to take over. Paul called me a few weeks back. says... I just did the the shadiest thing. I was driving through a neighborhood in Fairfield County, mm. and I pulled into a <laughs> residential neighborhood and stopped. Yeah, at a that park. was pretty rough. That was a rough <laughs> thing to do. Not didn't feel good about that. You want me to finish this? Yeah, line? yeah. I, right. I set the set the scene. I had like a forty five minute window at work because a customer pushed their appointment back about an hour. So. I'm driving through Fairfield. I pull up Pokemon Go, and I'm like, okay. I was like, let me find the closest spot that has a bunch of Pokemon stops, and I'll just go walk around for a half hour and try to get some eggs and find some Pokemon and yada, yada, yada. So I pull and it you up. found an apple orchard. So I, so I pull <laughs> it up, right? And there's there's four Pokemon I don't have around me. I'm like, okay, so i got to go find these. I need to have them. And one of them was... Uh, is it Litwick, the candle Pokemon? Litwick, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't have a Litwick. So I followed the map. I put it on the thing, and I followed the map using Pokemon Go as a GPS, you know, something that, you know, you shouldn't do. Um, so I'm doing that, and I'm driving around, and I end up going to the end of this dead-end road. So I, And the Pokemon stop where he was at was probably like a six-minute walk, or like a four-minute walk from the car. So I get out, and I walk. Come to find out, 
It is a park where these two dead-end roads meet. There's a field, and they put a park. So I walk to go get this Pokemon, but there are like three women sitting on benches and all the kids are playing. And I'm just walking around in a fucking shirt and tie with my cell phone out trying to catch Pokemon. And I'm like, this 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 doesn't look this doesn't look right. Like an adult and all. Right, like an adult and all. You hey, know, just... kids want some candy. So this woman just says to me, she goes, Oh, hey, what's going on? She was like she's just like, Do you need help with anything? And and I was so I just made up the spiel about how me and my wife were looking at houses in the area, and I was looking around at spots that might be good for kids to do things, and then had a ten minute conversation about a fake life. <laughs> Caught the Pokemon oh, and left. I I can kind of one up that story. It's not one up, but similar similar <laughs> thing. Um, there was one day I was out with Vito, and we're just driving around, and um. There, there used to be, I, I mean, I'm sure it's still there. I say used to be, but there's this giant, like, brick house somewhere in North Haven. I forget exactly where. <laughs> I know this and story. it was a beautiful, beautiful house. So Vito was, like, convinced it was vacant for whatever reason. So we pull up the driveway, and we're just kind of, like, sitting there looking at the house. <laughs> <laughs> and this lady comes out from the backyard. And it's like, oh, uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, oh, hey, uh, we're looking for our dog. <laughs> like, have you seen a dog running around? <laughs> uh, uh, she did not buy the story at all. <laughs> but but it got us out of there. Wait, who took the lead on the story? I feel like, was that Vito? Or did no, you? I, I mentioned the dog. Oh. Vito was just like, oh, <laughs> You don't want to go to Apple Orchard? <laughs> mind you, my I mean, you guys know, you know, this was like, you know, a middle-aged, like, lady in a bathing suit. No. So he was just done. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, hey, you need me to mow the grass? <laughs> I know a guy. That's pretty funny. I mean, as as a group, um, we find ourselves in these situations where we end up like lying to like to get through a, <laughs> through a story. Actually, to bring it back to sports quickly, do you remember the not the last Phillies game we went to, but maybe the time before? And I was the end seat, and I was sitting next to this young couple, and I was I was dared to to talk to the woman in front of like her boyfriend or husband, so I pretended I was a tattoo artist. <laughs> I don't remember. That. You might have. You might have been on the opposite end. Which what is this? At one of the Phillies games we went oh, to. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember this. And I was like, telling, oh, who did your artwork? And I, I was like, giving her like pricing. And I, you know, her, her boyfriend or husband obviously, you know, knew what I was doing, so I had to pretend. I like to do that on planes a lot. So like, I don't do it anymore. But like, I used to fly a, a lot by myself. Mm-hmm. And I just used to make up a lot of stories. Like, whenever I was... Because it would always be me flying, and I'd usually end up sitting with, like, a couple. And... Or, or like, two friends. Or, like, two people, though. And I would just I would just start chatting with them, and I would insist on doing it, regardless of how much they didn't want to talk. <laughs> I remember there was this one couple one time, and he was asking me, like, oh, it was, like, you flying to Florida for vacation, or do you live down there? And I was like, no, I was like, I'm going down, I'm taking a little, like, four-day vacation, I'm going to visit my mom. And she was like, oh, cool, cool. I'm like, what about you? He goes, ah, he's like, we're snowbirds. You know, she's like, we're flying. We flew up for a, a wedding, but we're going back down because we spend the winters down there. Okay, cool, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. And then I spent the next two hours telling him about how I owned this children's furniture store in Milford. 
He was like, really? He goes, just, just children's furniture? And I'm like, bunk beds, you know, desks, art easels. All he's like, he's like, I was like, how do you like this? I feel like that's such a it's like, look, it's like this is the sales tax, you gotta go. And I just just spew bullshit just out of my asshole, like a dog drinking seawater and just shitting out fucking actually speaking of that, while we were in Florida, there was a water park that was included in the resort, and they had three water slides at the water park for adults. One of them was the one where you lay on the mat and you go face down and there's two slides one by one mm-hmm. and you race somebody. So I raced Samantha and she was like, oh, I'm going to win and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, sweetheart. I was like, do you see how much weight is on this body? I was like, there is no shot. Once we start going downhill, you're out doing this, out doing this fucking body. I was like, this is what I was made for. Um, so I fucking caught air off the first bump and landed all 300 plus pounds of my body on my sack. Ooh. I mean, I, I pretty much walked out of there with two pancakes Ow. for nuts. It was rough. Then Ow. we went on the next water slide, which was you did the tube. It was a tube water slide in the tu- in like the, the, the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So we do that one. So Samantha and I sit on the tube. Big guy sits in the back. Little girl sits in the front. We are gaining speed at an immaculate <laughs> rate. And by the time we get to the end where the tunnel opens up, she is in the air. And I am swaying the thing down in the back. And we are flying. And it, it, I mean, and, and like the lady had to, she ran and she took, she grabbed tubes and she put the tubes at the end of the slide because we slammed into the end of the slide. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but then the best one was they had one of the floor drop slides. So you, oh, when you're in the, you, you're you like climb, so you climbed up to get to the top of the slides, you climbed up five flights of stairs to get to the slides. Then the tube slide was an additional four flights of stairs up from there. So you went up nine flights. And then you stood on the tube and you dropped. I went down at the first time. Now, as you can imagine, massive wedgie. Like, you know, the, the shorts were pulled up. It looked like I was wearing like a singlet. And then, you know, or not a singlet, but like a uh, Speedo. The, up, up the crack of my ass. I didn't have a bathing suit, so I was wearing boxers and a, and a pair of shorts. I had to clench my cheeks and walk to the bathroom and I shit water for about 40 seconds. <laughs> oh. I mean, just shit water. Like, you know how, like, when you get really sick and you have really bad diarrhea, and, like, the first, like, the second or third time you go, you get that real weird colored diarrhea oh, yeah. because it's, like, the absolute depths of your, of your anal cavities. That's, like, the, the That's what the I shit out was, like, out a water version of that. It was real bad. That's like the, I know this is not good radio. So often, this is not good so radio <laughs> at all. But I mean, I super soakered water out of my asshole. Like if I was running and shitting, it would have looked like it was I was being propelled by something. <laughs> so much water entered my body. It was insane. And then yeah. like four more times. Good animal. Yeah, that's right. That. Cleaned you out good. Yep, yeah, it was good animal. It was good animal. Good all for right. Her. Let's uh. All right, so. <sighs> Nine fifty-seven. Got a little over an hour left, so we'll we'll, we'll do. Mark, do you have a draft or no? Uh, I'll come up with one. All right. So let's start baseball. Let's start post postseason's coming upon us. We got about what, Kyle? Like between twelve and fifteen games, depending on the franchise. Yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. So we'll look at the NL. I'm just going to give the uh, baseball pun. What? Phillies are going to lose. Stupid. I didn't hear what he said again because Kyle was talking. I said you said somewhere in that ballpark baseball pun. Um. Unintended. Still funny. Not the third time. Um, <laughs> so, 
the NL and the AL are two very different situations. The AL, while there all are like potentially clear cut clear cut division winners in the works with like the White Sox and the Rays and the Houston Astros, nobody in the AL has locked up as of this point in time, nine fifty eight on September twentieth. Um, nobody has locked up in the AL a, a playoff spot yet, mathematically. Whereas in the NL, you have three teams that have locked up playoff spots. The Brewers have locked up a playoff spot, but have not locked up the NL Central yet, although they are very close. Um, they're playing St. Louis. I believe. I think if they beat St. Louis tonight, they'll lock up the division. Um, and then San Francisco and the LA Dodgers have locked up playoff spots, but again, not the division. They're separated by a game at this point. Neck and neck, both are going to be hundred win franchises, more likely than not. Um, so, from a division standpoint, you got the uh, NL West is pretty much all but locked up for the the San Francisco Giants and the Dodgers. One of them is going to win. There's a game separating. We said it. The other will be the wild card team. The Padres have really fallen off. They are now twenty and a half games out of first place in their division and are potentially flirting with finishing sub five hundred for a team that was poised to win it all before the season started. Um, and I, I'd be surprised if we didn't say that a lot on this podcast, that every single one of us didn't say that there was potentially super, uh, World Series boundness in them. Uh, you go to the NL Central, the Milwaukee Brewers, as I said before, have locked up a playoff spot, but mathematically have not locked up the division, though that's all but academic at this point, as St. Louis is sitting in 11 and a half games out. And then the real barn burner is the NL East. You have the Atlanta Braves, um, at 70 and 70, 77 and 70 with the Phillies two games out behind them and the Mets five and a half games out behind them. Um, so the five, the Mets while have been sputtering, um, over the past couple months, they're still technically not out of it from the division standpoint. Yeah. But the, much like we talk about with like the NFC East and football, the NL East is going to be whoever wins the division makes the playoffs. Right. All the other teams, yeah, all the be, other teams are watching from their couch. Right. There will not be a second representative. <laughs> It'll more than likely be. I mean, like there is still potential from the wild card standpoint for like the the the, the Phillies and the Mets because they are only a few games back of the Dodge uh, the the Cardinals. But the Cardinals they have enough of a game lead where it might be all but academic for them. You go to the wild card standpoint, as we said, Atlanta, Milwaukee, and San Francisco are leading their divisions respectively. The Dodgers are guaranteed at least the playoffs, wild card or not. They're 16 games up on the next wild card team. St. Louis is the current second wild card team at this point. Three games up on Cincinnati, three and a half on the Padres, four on the, the Phillies, seven on the Mets. So then we flip the script to the AL. Again, like we said before, we're kind of just waiting for the academic mathematical numbers to finish writing themselves out, but it's more than likely that Tampa Bay is going to win that division at six and a half games above the Red Sox. The White Sox are 11 and a half up on Cleveland. They're just waiting for math to be on their side. Um, and Houston is six games up on Oakland. Again, just like the rest of them, they're just waiting for the math to end up. They're, they're more, there's pretty good chance they don't surrender a six-game lead with less than 15 games to go. From the wild card standpoint in the AL, uh, Boston is one game up on the Toronto Blue Jays for the first wild card, and then the Toronto Blue Jays are sitting at the second wild card spot with the Yankees one and a half games behind them, Oakland two games behind, and then surprisingly, the Seattle Mariners only four games behind. Um, it does look like the Cinderella story for the Seattle Mariners is closing. Four games is a lot to make up. 
at the end of September. But there is a lot of intrigue between Oakland and the Yankees sitting on the outside looking in at this point. So, with that being said, we know that Milwaukee's winning the division in the Central. We know that it's either going to be San Fran or the Dodgers in the West. But who will it be in the West? San Fran or the Dodgers? Do you want me to look up their schedules, remaining schedules? No. No, uh, No. I I was curious to schedule. I I think that does impact. Um, All right. So I'll give you a quick rundown. I mean, what an amazing story for the the NL West as a whole. I mean, I think like we like we said, starting the season, I think a lot of us would have picked the Padres. Just, Padres just be- and Dodgers. Just, yeah, just because of the you know all the hype. So um, the uh, the the San Francisco Giants are they have an off day today. They have a. They have a three-game series against the Padres, a three-game series against the Rockies, who technically are not out of it, though nine and a half games out of the wild card spot, but they're still fighting, technically fighting for something. Then a three-game series against the Diamondbacks, and then they close it out with three games against the Padres. So they they have team they are facing teams that have something to fight for. And then the Dodgers schedule. Um the LA Dodgers are again, they are also off today. Three games against the Rockies, three against the Diamondbacks, three against the Padres, and three against the Brewers. So the Brewer that one's gonna be tough because that's the last series. The Dodgers might be getting a gift there because San Diego is probably going to be fighting until the very last out of the season to make a playoff spot. Whereas the Brewers, by that point, might just be mathematically eliminated from being able to win the first seed. They're 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 fourteen games up on Atlanta for the two seed, so that's all but locked in. They have eight games to go to catch either San Fran or the Dodgers at that point. So really, the question is going to be for the Dodgers if the Dodgers can jump San Fran heading into that Brewers series by two games or so. It might just kind of be a, that. That might be like the most boring series of all time, because neither team would be playing for anything. Mm-hmm. But if the, if the Dodgers are trying to fend off or catch the Giants, the Dodgers are going to have a lot to play for, whereas the Brewers will probably most likely have nothing to play for at that point. So I think when it comes down to it, at the very end, I think we we still see Giants winning the division, separated only by one game. That's just a feeling I have. Um, I think. The Giants kind of because both teams have a division heavy schedule to end their year yep. per kind of usual how they schedule MLB, but I think what does make the difference is that that series in Milwaukee that does kind does make impact because like you said it may be for nothing but at the end of the day, it could be for the, something. The Brewers will more than likely be playing probably the first game hard because they will. They're probably going to finish second, but they'll more than likely rest guys the second and third game of the series. Then they'll get the off day for the wild card game because they know they won't be in it. But they're not going to have the rest. You know, they're going to want to rest some guys. Because let's say if two the Brewers climb closer and the Dodgers are kind of lax and their win loss record kind of ends up being more equal, it could do you know impact seeding. You know, of you know. Who's going to play who? I don't know. I mean, there's, you know, we're, we're talking, 
you know, basically seven games separating the two teams, essentially. Which but what what you'd really like to see, I mean, you know, what you'd really like to see, unfortunately, you'd like to see the last three games come down to the Dodgers and the Giants. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because then, because it would be, it, it, not only would it be super entertaining because it would come down to who's going to win the division, who's going to win the wild, go to the wild card. But from there, too, you look at it from a standpoint, like, especially, like, let's say they, they split it and game three is a rubber match. The loser goes to the wild card. You're kind of in a tough spot almost because it's like, all right, well, we're going to we're gonna go out guns blazing here. But then we have a game tomorrow where one one loss sends us home. Like, this really could be for nothing. So it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the next one would be the NL East. The NL East, we have the Braves are up two and a half games on Philadelphia. Um, Atlanta is currently playing Arizona. Philadelphia will be playing Bal- is playing Baltimore. Yeah, they lost. They lost to Baltimore. Oh, so they're currently two and a half games out um, after the lost the loss. Um, so it'd be interesting there. Um, Kyle, what's the you know the Philly schedule to close out the season? Yep, they play Baltimore, then Pittsburgh, then they play Atlanta, and then they play the Miami Marlins. So and it's going to depend on what they do in the next six, seven games. against the bad teams. Yeah. Uh, Braves are currently scoreless against the Diamondbacks, who they have for three games. Then they play the Padres for three, the Phillies obviously for three, and then they play the Mets, who the Mets will could theoretically be playing for nothing at that point, but the Mets will always play to ruin something for the Braves. Yeah. Um, so that could be interesting. Do you have any uh, foregone conclusions? How do you think that division ends up wrapping up? Braves are going to win. The Phillies can't beat the bad teams. Yeah, I think so. And unfortunately... The Mets, it's two. They have a two-game series versus the Red Sox. Then they face a three-game versus the Brewers. So that's a five five games of tough baseball, and they close out with Miami. But again, it Braves. might not be though for the Brewers because because we like said the, the Brewers they're technically playing for something, but they're seven and a half games out from getting the first seat, which is pretty. That's a pretty big mountain to climb because not only do you have to win, but then you have to hope that they lose. When do they a bunch play them? Next series. Who the. Brewers, they yeah, play the so Red Sox. Uh, the, they play the Red Sox tomorrow and, and Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. and the then, Brewers, the Brewers will play everybody for that series. Well, the Brewers will play everybody, but there is. But when you get this, because the, the Brewers are probably not going to get. There's probably they'll probably know by that series that it's probably not going to be. They're not going to get the one seed because even if the Brewers win, because they play, they're playing St. Louis today and tomorrow and Wednesday. Let's say even if they win those games. But the Dodgers win two of those three. Yeah, but I think they'll, they'll, they'll find a way to set up the rotation. But what I'm saying is that was like, but you might see a lot of starters go four and a half, five innings. Yeah. Versus like seven. You know what I mean? Like you guys might get some, you know, like, and they, they might play some of the young kids here to give like some bullpen guys some rest. You know, it's like some bullpen guys you see get, you know, like an inning three straight days might get an inning two straight days and not get that third straight day. So the, the I mean, the Mets, like it could fall in the because. The, the the Brewers and the Mets like the Brewers don't it's no threat to the Brewers if the Mets were to beat them because the the yeah. Brewers aren't gonna fall fall far enough where the NL East team is gonna catch them and you know I I haven't actively pursued where like the Jacob Degrom thing stands well he's not playing for the rest of the year I thought I already said that I mean I, that's what I'm saying I I I haven't heard yet yes or no but I, I haven't looked looked for it he's not um but that's the thing like, I was curious like if you know, let's say the Mets, even if the, even if it was that two percent chance, 
like you know hey do you bother bringing a guy back just on the off chance that he gives you a better chance of winning i don't know it's just a thought but like i said i've kind of been disconnected the past couple weeks so 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 i know i'm trying to pour beer so i can't talk to him like who do you think wins the game no the series uh the division. Fuck. I, I I still think the Braves do. I I just think that the the Mets and Phillies aren't playing good enough baseball to climb. Well, back. And the, the the Phillies problem. I mean, we we know going into the season and and the 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 bullpen's a weakness. Injuries have been a problem, but the, the big Achilles heel to them is that Nola has not been the Nola. Like no Nola hasn't been Nola all year. You know, with with, with the Phillies going into the year, you, you pretty much knew that Nola Nola and Wheeler were gonna were gonna win. 70 to 75 percent of their starts right but this year nola's like it's a more 50 50 thing yeah um so they, mo- they've also been killed and in, with injuries on the offensive side of the ball and then so so we didn't predict who, who's who's winning out dodgers or giants who's winning that division giants i think giants too. i said giants as well yeah. you guys have anything to add giants Giants, anything, and then one team named the Giants needs to win games. So go Giants! <laughs> there you go. I think it's still separated by one game, though, at the very end. Okay, and then so from the wild card standpoint, we have the Dodgers winning the, the having the first wild card, and then do you, do you think St. Louis holds on to keep the second wild card? Yeah, uh, they're playing insane baseball. Yeah, you know, it's all the about- Reds are three games out, Padres are three and a half. It's all about who gets hot at a certain time, and the Cardinals hit their stride perfectly. Well, the Padres kind of have the unfortunateies of their, their nine of their last twelve games are coming up against the Giants and the Dodgers, who are trying to beat each other. Yeah. So they're going to do whatever they can to yeah. beat the Padres. It'll, it'll be a casualty. So the war. Padres are going to—I mean, they're two and eight in their last ten with a three-game losing streak, and they're going to be nine of their next twelve games are coming up against hundred-win franchises. Right. So, all right. So we'll move on to moving on to the AL. Um, I think we can all be in agreement. The White Sox are going to win the division. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. 11 and a half games up. 11 and a half games up on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to win the division. Houston is six games up on Oakland. Yeah. I, I, they're going to win their division. Yeah. And then Tampa is six and a half up on Boston. Yeah. They're going to, you know. Although, the, the, what could be the case is that they do have, they're, they're currently right now, I don't know what the score is, um, but they have a three-game series against Toronto. And Toronto has got a lot to play for. They're up four two last time I saw. Okay, um, and then from a wild card standpoint, so we're in agreement all the division winners are going to win. From a wild card standpoint, currently right now you have Boston sitting a game up on the first wild card spot at eighty six and sixty five, with Toronto a game behind at eighty four and sixty five, with Toronto currently losing. Um, and then I don't know what the score of the Yankees game is, but the Yankees are the next. They're the uh, first team on the outside looking in at one and a half out of Toronto, and then Oakland two behind, uh, two games looking out on Toronto. The big thing with the Yankees is that they play Toronto and the Red Sox to end the season, but they do have Texas now. Yeah, whereas Toronto has the Rays, and the Rays until it's mathematically set need to keep winning. So what, like, what I'm saying is that like the Yankees need to Yankees can take care of their own business and make it in. Yeah, right now it, it, I mean. You kind of in baseball, you can't go off of the season. You have to go off recent because the season's so long. Recently, the Red Sox and the Blue Jays are sitting on seven and three in the last ten, with win streaks of five and two. And then the Yankees are sitting at five hundred over the last ten with a two-game losing streak. 
So who do we think comes out on top for wild card teams? Toronto, New York. You think Boston falls out? I do. Toronto number one. Toronto number one. So I I agree. Uh, I think Toronto number one, but I think Boston still stays in the mix. Just just making mention. I think Oakland is just the odd man out, just because of how heavily stacked the East is. It's just you know, very seldom do you see a chance where it's like four of your teams are like competitive. You know, sometimes you get two or three, but you know. Um, AL East has, has four teams that you know could very well be, you know, division winners. Um, and, yeah, I think I think Toronto, and then I think Boston retains to be second. So you think Toronto and Boston? Toronto, Boston, yeah. Mark, Yankees uh, and who? I, I I do think that the Yankees get in there. And I think Toronto gets in there. Do you think there's Toronto's any? Toronto's just explosive. Do you think there's any situation where we see a complete flip, and it's the Yankees in Oakland and Toronto and Boston both fall out? Like, let's say the Yankees go on a real big winning streak. Let's say they win five of five of the six against Toronto and Boston. I mean that that can be you know because like we said it's a lot of division games. What's yeah. o- what's Oakland's division? Oakland, I mean. You look at Oakland's division. The the Rangers are bad. The Angels are super beatable. Yeah, this the the Mariners are there, but they're also still a beatable team. You know, uh, Oak, Oakland's always a team that gets to the wild card game or like right and then just does nothing. What was it? Do you think that you think that like what do you think the percentage possibility is that we see a complete flip where the Yankees and the the A's make it and the Blue Jays and the Red Sox miss it? Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Yeah, I would say twenty. Because the yeah. ace, so, you know, so they that. lost their ace because he got hit in the face earlier this year. Thank you. That was us. We did that. <laughs> like he, like they haven't been able to like figure it out. Like, 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 like their lineup is very good. Like ever since they acquired Starling Marte, their lineup has taken off. But other than that, they haven't been able to fucking. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just think, um, I, I, you know, I, I, like I said before, there's just too much like ground to gain, and I just whether it's the Yankees, whether it's Toronto, or Boston, I would love Seattle in there. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it's much cooler <laughs> if one of those teams make it, but I just think there's 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 too much, you know, to. And there's not enough time, and I just think the teams who are playing well are going are going to be the ones to you know close it out. Like Toronto's playing really good baseball. I think the Yankees hit their stride too late. I, I think you know they, they too kinda, early. Maybe. Too early. I'm sorry. I think they had kind of a rough end of August, early September. Uh, I, I don't know. I just I just think that you know their 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 chips are up. And, and just unfortunately. Though Oakland is the perennial, you know, hey, we'll we'll make the last wild card spot. I, I just think there's enough firepower there. But I'm not gonna lie, Starling Marte looks fantastic in green and yellow. Kyle, you think anybody would look good in those jerseys, though? Well, you know, he did look good in black and yellow. So I think that's the the trade off there. He didn't look good in uh, teal and gray. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> He sucked. At, he, no, he didn't suck, but he looked ugly as a Marlin. Okay, this so 
from a show standpoint, I, I think it's 40%. I, I, I do think it doesn't happen, but I do think there's a 40% chance because the A's always find a way. Find a way. And the Yankees just, like, it doesn't seem like postseason baseball if the Yankees aren't in it. But, ooh, excuse me. I don't think it happens. So, from a show agreement standpoint, we agree that Atlanta, Milwaukee, San Francisco, with the Dodgers and the Cardinals in the wild card. Yeah. And then from an AL standpoint, Tampa Bay, Chicago, and Houston all hang on to their divisions. Mm-hmm. And then, so from a show standpoint, we're going to say Yankees-Toronto. So, I know you said, Kyle said Yankees-Toronto, Mox said Yankees-Toronto. I know you said Boston-Toronto. Yep. I think Yankees-Toronto, so we're, you want to go with Yankees? Yeah. Uh, Massey, do you have, you have an opinion on that for wild card? You didn't put in your two cents. I didn't put in my two cents because I didn't know baseball well enough at all to even contribute to that. All right, so let's go with the Yankees-Toronto. Yeah, Tor- Yankees-Toronto will go with Toronto as the number one. Yep. So who's winning the one-game one one card one game wild card, Yankees or Toronto? New York. New York's winning it, okay. So, I, uh, Reed? I still think Toronto. Toronto? I think they have a pop. Mock from, like, I know we always say, like, you know, when we do our pickums and stuff, you pick your team and all that stuff. Just go from, like, an unbiased standpoint. If the Yankees are playing in Toronto, one game, who do you think is winning it? Um, it's tough because I, I, I think they, they match up well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it'll be interesting because you're going to have you're gonna have a very, very hot-hitting team against a very hot ace. Because you got to pitch Cole, right? Yeah, you have to pitch Cole. It might, it might not, maybe not, because you might have Cole pitch the game before to get you into the postseason. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, the, so let's put it from a standpoint where let's just say like it's let's say it's Cole. Let's Barrios. say it's Cole versus no Cole versus Tampa or for Toronto. I don't give a fuck about the other pitcher. Hydron Ryu is out. We know that, right? He's on 10-day IL. Yeah. So, I mean, he technically could pitch, but I think it would be very unwise to put him in as your pitcher in a one-game one, one winner-take-all situation after being on the 10-day IL. Um, yeah. So, who, who, who do you have, Mark? Uh, I think if it came down to it, oh, man, I, I think that the Yankees would edge him. And, and I think it would be a, a close game. You know, it would probably be like a – Seven to six because both teams can score, but I, I just think the Yankees have more God, pitching. Man, Aaron Jones has three touchdowns. Um, all right. Uh, I I think the Toronto. So Mass, you you make the decision break. I mean, I know where you're going with this, but who wins between New York and Toronto? Yes, in a one game series for the wild card. Toronto. Not what I thought you were gonna do. All right, and then and so and Ashley just killed him. <laughs> and then Dodgers, St. Louis, Dodgers, Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, St. Louis. Yeah, mock yeah. Dodgers, Dodgers. Okay. <laughs> so then, what it would come down to from that standpoint in a playoff situation, we'll wrap this up kind of quick. It would come down to the um, Dodgers Giants. We picked, so we're, we'll go AL first. So from a group standpoint, we picked Toronto three to two. So it would be Tampa Bay, Toronto, Tampa being the home team, Chicago, Houston, Houston being the home team. Who do you have coming out on top in those two series? Toronto, Chicago. I think both away teams win it. I do. Interesting. Uh, sweeps, five-game series. 
I think Toronto, Tampa goes five. I think uh, uh, Chicago wins three to one. Three to one. Okay. Kendall. Um. So I think Tampa wins in three, and I, I think you know Houston will forever you know not forever but in this time period will continue to be a playoff team. But I think their World Series run is kind of coming to an end. Uh, so I think Chicago retains in three. Okay. What was that? Mass. Uh, mock. Ma- Mass. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you in tiebreak situations. Okay. Okay. All right. Mock. So uh, the situation that we we've predicted would be uh, Tampa hosting Toronto in the ALDS, and then Houston hosting Chicago in the ALDS. Which two teams do you think have uh, do you have coming out on top? And then uh, if you think it's a sweep or five game series. Um, or four games, whatever, but like just some sort of record, like a uh, game. Chicago. I, I think it'd be Chicago and Tampa. Chicago and Tampa. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna. So we've had three Chicago's and two Tampas, right? Souls, you picked Toronto, correct? Correct. Uh, I I do think Tampa pulls it out. Um, I do think I I do think that Toronto wins a game. But I think what happens, I think Toronto wins the first game. It kind of stuns them, and then yeah. Tampa gets their feet underneath them and just cleans house. Um, the other one, so I, I think Houston takes it. I think there's still a little bit of magic in that World Series team. And I think Chicago is just from a standpoint of, like, Chicago this season has felt has dealt with so many injuries that they've kind of always had that next-man-up mentality. But it's looking like when the postseason comes around, they're going to be fully healthy and I think that could create a couple issues from a standpoint of first time being fully healthy, to really together. And the pitching is starting to come down from cloud nine from a consistency standpoint. But I do think it goes to five. I think it goes to five, but I think Houston pulls it out over Chicago. But we're outweighed here. So we, so we have Tampa and Chicago going on. Who's winning uh, the ALCS? Tampa hosting Chicago seven game series. I think, you know, Tampa, for whatever reason, has some magic going. Everything they seems to do, you know, comes up right. Uh, I think, I think it's close. Uh, I think it goes, I think it goes, you know, full, it goes full series. Seven game for Tampa? Yeah. Souls? Six for Chicago. Okay. Mock? Six Tampa. Six Tampa. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it to. That's real tough. Um, man, that's, that's super tough. I'm going to give it to Tampa. Only. It's tough because I think, like, with Tony LaRusa. If he has to in a seven games in a seven game playoff series, he's probably going to have to pitch Keuchel. Um, just because Cease has the control issues, he can't be walking guys in the playoffs. He gets a lot of strikeouts, but he also walks a lot of people. But Keuchel is a ground ball guy, and the White Sox showed that the ground ball is very tough for them. Um, on that turf, I'm going to give it to Tampa and six. So we got Tampa going to the World Series. And then from an NL standpoint, we have the Giants hosting the Dodgers, 
and then we have Milwaukee hosting Atlanta. Souls? Um, I have the Dodgers beating the Giants and the Brewers beating the Braves. Okay. Reed? I have Giants holding on and Brewers beating the Braves. Okay. Mock? Uh, Giants, Braves. Max Scherzer is on a whole other level right now. Hmm? So Max Scherzer is on a whole other level. I agree with you, but I do think Giants, Braves. I, I agree with you on a whole other level, but it's one game. No, I know, but then you got to face Walker Bueller. No, I understand that, but having having a pitcher that's on a whole other game can, can yeah, it, it, but but like Walker Bueller can have a bad game. Yeah, I, I, for, for me, it, it's tough for me to think the Giants pitching staff can hold their own against the Dodgers pitching staff. I, I, I agree with you, but I think the Giants can out-hit the Dodgers. I give, I give it Giants-Braves. So we're Massey, so we're tied on Braves-Brewers. Brewers. Brewers, okay. So, so then who do you have Giants-Brewers? Brewers. I think that pitching staff is too much for the Giants. Okay. Reed? Yeah, I think the buck stops there. I think the Brewers move on. Okay. Mock? Um, Giants. Right, I'm also going to go Brewers. I, I agree. I, I, the, the pitching staff is not the – it's the bullpen. I think the bullpen is going to be too much for the Giants. I don't think they're going to be able to rally late. Um, So then that gives us a – Tampa Brewers World Series, Tampa uh, Tampa hosting. I think if it comes down to that, no, it's not Tampa hosting, right? Oh no, yeah, it's by record now, right? Yeah. So I think it would be would it be Tampa hosting? Actually, technically, we don't know because Tampa has ninety two wins, Milwaukee has ninety one. So if we go off right now, Tampa would host it. So let's just say Tampa hosting. What do you got? I think if it came down to, I think Milwaukee has the better pitching. All around. I know people say, like, Tampa could put anybody in. But... Everything all right? <laughs> That's mock. What? I don't know. It sounds like you jumped out of an airplane. No, I'm just sitting here. Somebody on the, the, the call inside sounded like they were getting, like, canine search at an airport. <laughs> I'm sitting here typing and nowhere near my microphone, so it wasn't me. Anyways... I think because you have Devin Williams and you have Josh Hader in your bullpen, you're going to score in the eighth and ninth. Not to interrupt you, Kendall, are you even breathing in between sips of your beer? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. It's tasty. Jesus Christ, bro. But uh, you got Devin Williams and Josh Hader. Then you got to go, but besides that, you're facing Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Freddie Peralta, who all three of them could be in the Cy Young Award winning contest. Brewers are too much for Tampa Bay. All right, so Brewers over Tampa in six. Six, Kendall. Wow. Um, I've noticed this odd trend in baseball: you lose a championship, you win almost the following. I see Tampa edging out full series. All right, seven game series, Tampa winning. Yep. Mock. Brewers in six. Tampa loses again. Tampa and five. 
No. Hey, Mark. What? Mass. No. Tampa. Well, we got to get to Mass. Mass. Right. Tampa or Milwaukee? Milwaukee. All right. Milwaukee winning the World Series. Hey, good for the city. <laughs> good for the beer. Yes. It was a good tackle. That was a good tackle. Actually, I, know, I know we're not trying to actually, comment on the games, but that was a great tackle. If you if you look at how things have happened in sports, the same city just wins championships in the same years. Bucks just won. <laughs> Bucks just well, you figured Tampa did it. Well, hold on though. Hold on. Now I, I'm going to combat what you just did though. Now here's the thing: the Bucks did win, but this is where I go from here. I think it was a weird layover effect because I don't think Milwaukee actually even makes it to the World Series. I think the Tampa Bay Rays win the World Series on the heels of the Lightning winning the <laughs> NHL championships. I think the the Milwaukee Bucks only won it because of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh-huh. It was the Bucks Bucks connection is what it was. Damn, like similar names. That's what it was. Miami Heat got screwed because there was a Bucks in there. The <laughs> gods of the sports got confused, saw Bucks, and was like, "Oh, Bucks, Bucks, no problem." That's what fucked up the Pirates this year, right? Because they were World Series bound. Yeah. But then they were like, "Oh, nobody calls them the Bucks; they call them the Pirates." That's why they had yeah. such a bad year. It happens. A it's lo- not because right. they're a terrible franchise. It's be. It's not because they have an ugly color scheme. It's not because they don't utilize the pirate logo enough. And it's definitely not because of Jeff. Right. Eleven <laughs> times out of ten, that's what happens. You heard it here first. Getting sports with Trump. Um. All right, Mock. Do you have your draft? I I I need you to check your phone to make sure we didn't already do this draft. Did you check it to the group or just me? Uh just you. Hey, Mark. No, we did not do that. We did a All we right. did one of like that like broad category wise, but not that exact thing. Hey, hey, Mark. Okay. Yes, Kyle. We're close to scoring three hundred points. <laughs> me, me, and Kyle's team in that league went freaking bananas this week. But uh, all right. So our draft. Well, hold on. Before you do it, how do we want to do this, Kendall, to keep track of it? Do we want to like uh, so people can? I mean, I, I, do you guys need to keep? Do you guys need to keep track of stuff? I don't. We don't. All right. I'm so Massey. If you need it, you need it. Man, Aaron Jones had a day. Yeah. Who is Aaron Jones? And in I have him in my paid league. Who has him in our league? That I don't know. Uh, Pat. Pat does. So well, Pat won. So Pat won this week. <laughs> I lost to Jeff. I lost to Eric. What's Pat's name in it? Pat's team. Just Pat's team. Is it? Oh, yeah. There yeah, it's 203 points. Oh, yeah. He, He's already, he was already in first place. Dude, you had Kyler Murray, who have got 48. I just wanted to see what his team was. T.J. Hawkinson got him 17. Dude, Aaron Jones played, got him 42. This bitch played Devin Singletary this week and got him 18 points. He has the team of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall, pick better, and you won't have to worry about it. I can't wait to pick up James O'Shaughnessy when he drops him for a defense. Massey, I would have been two and zero if I wasn't a dummy. One and zero. I'll only give you one and zero. You started Russell Gage. You did that. You chose that life. Listen, he was going to win. He did. He wasn't though, Kendall. He, he was, was never going to win. He was. Hey, Calvin Ridley was going to be dominated. I'm trade Devontae Adams for a running back if you need a receiver. You want Tony Pollard? No, I don't need a trash running back. Listen, he scored a hundred 
points this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Kendall, just think, you almost would have beaten anybody else in the league. I know. Hey, Actually, you know, can you pull up a random name generator real quick for the five of us? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you would have you would have beat anybody except for Pat and Ma. And well, you know, I feel better that uh, Titan scored a touchdown because you know that kind of takes a little bit of the the burn off, but it still sucks. Did he score a touchdown? He did. Oh. Every we time I go up Aaron Jones is in the end zone. So. We have him in that league. We have like two seventy right now. Wow. I got one league where I did pretty good this week. I feel pretty good about it. I think I won in Eric in mean, Chris's league. We did this league. I, I did this league with a. So this guy I work with. Remember the remember the league we did last year, Kyle, where it was like the the parlay pickums. Yeah. So that guy has a fantasy league. It's it's twenty people. It's a twenty team league. But the way it works is every Wednesday you draft the team. Wow. So it's a it's a draft on Wednesday. You have thirty seconds to make a pick. It's real rapid fire, and then you don't get that team the next week. So you, you just you, you do a draft. It's it's two QBs, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense, and a, and a flex. Let me know when you're ready to randomize it. I will. So so you just you, you know and you just you just rapid fire because you're only picking for the week, so you don't have to worry about backups. You don't have to worry about bye weeks. Right. You just pick for the week. So um, yeah, this this week was pretty good because I have that one. You do you get paid out for the week. If you win the week, you win your money back essentially. And then if you, what they do is, is they accumulate your points and keep them in like a guy keeps them in a sales spreadsheet. This week I made out pretty good. This week I had, um, uh, my two quarterbacks were Kyler Murray and Tom Brady. And what's the buy-in for that? Huh? What's the buy-in for that one? The buy-in for it is a hundred bucks. That's not bad at all. So you win a week, you win a hundred bucks back, you win the whole thing. I think it's like, um, cause there's, it's a 20 team league. Holy shit. Well, cause you're only playing every week though. So you're only drafting a team for one week. So you're not doing it, you know what I mean? Like it's, and then, but the thing is too, is like what happens is it's 20 teams, it's 20 teams, it's first come first serve. So it's a buy-in for a hundred dollars for the week. And then. Did you guys just see the Carson Wentz update? No. No. He sprained both ankles. Yeah. Did you see the way Aaron Donald bent him? No, but it's just funny that like. You don't generally see someone that sprains both ankles at once. I'll tell you this. His leg should not have bent like that. I'll tell you this. I I was looking at some weird things like like week one, like random highlights that like people were like, oh, you won't see this stuff on SportsCenter and stuff like that. Did you, uh, Mass, you would have seen it because you you watched the game heavily if it's Ramston. Did you guys see the block that David Montgomery put on Aaron Donald? Yeah. There was a there was a play where like they, they did like a stunt offensive line move and they fucked it up where Aaron Donald pretty much just came through and David Montgomery laid Aaron Donald out. I couldn't believe it. I also think um if Massey put the points in for the pickums this week, he would have murdered us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really wish I had noticed that. You're in last place but you have full, you, your record is like six better than me. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so Matt, so the way this league works is it's, it's a 20 team league and it's a hundred dollars to buy in per week. So like, you don't have to do it every week. And then what you, if you want to lock up what it is, it's a thousand dollars. If you want to buy in for, um, 
It's a thousand dollars if you want to buy in for twelve weeks, you get a discount. And then so twelve of the weeks are yours. So basically, like what, what could happen, Mass, is like you could buy in for a hundred bucks to play this week if there's a spot open. And then if you win, you make your money back and you can just wash your hands and be done and it didn't you never spent anything. You know what I mean? So like Yeah, that that makes sense. So like this week, like I, I'm gonna win, and so I'll just use the money that I won this week to buy in for next week. And then it's at the end it's total points. So realistically, you could only do eight weeks and win total points. I mean, you won't because there's going to be the people that play every week. But, like, you could only play ten weeks and win total points because you just went off every week, but you didn't play every week. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so there's like, it, it's weird how they how they did it all out. But yeah, this week, so I have Aaron Jones. I have Kyler Murray and Tom Brady. Um, I had Hollywood Brown. Um, I always try to pick one guy that I have on my fantasy teams. Right. Hollywood Brown was that guy this week. I didn't know like what to do because you get you get one injured spot that you can sub in. You so you get an injured spot too, which I think is cool. It's a cool way to do it when you draft on Wednesday. You pick a guy and an injury spot for the flex, and because it's only every week, it's not really like logistical like Yahoo or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So. If you pick a guy like Hollywood Brown who's questionable up until about 45 minutes before game time, if he didn't play, you could use your injured guy to, to substitute in for him. But if, oh, if okay. ev- but if everybody on your team played and your injury guy went off for 50 points, you can't use him. He's your injury guy. You can't sub him in just because he did better. You can only sub him in if somebody on your team ate, his, ate a donut due to injury. Right. So... All right, so, Mock, let's do your draft real quick, and then I have, I have a thing at the end for the a, an exciting thing for the rest of the year for the guys here, and uh, we'll do some beer reviews and get out of here. So, uh, Massey, what's the random generator? Who do you have? What's the draft order? Let's find out. Oh, Siri computer Can needs you an upgrade. see that? Uh, we're watching yeah, the game. I thought, it, I thought you were going to read it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's Kendall, me, Souls, Mock, Paul. Fuck! All right. Just because I know what the draft is. We are drafting. Matt's is going to be real bad at this. <laughs> yeah. It's Can't wait. It'll be a quick five-rounder. Wrestlers. Wrestling finishing moves. Wow. This is going to be real bad for me real fast. I'll just look up look up an article. Okay, I have the first overall. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I gotta take uh, beloved. I think across the room, I'm taking the a twist of bliss. <laughs> yes. No, I'm taking the RKO. Uh, it's the best finisher of all time. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it is. It's the best finisher of all. That that for for me the when you when you're ranking finishers, a finisher that can a guy can hit on anybody will always be the best finisher. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love things like the attitude adjustment. But, like, John Cena, it works for him because it's John Cena. But could you imagine if, like, like, like CM Punk, for example, when he's over to be his, like, the, the go to sleep. Like, like CM Punk isn't hitting that on the big show. Right. It just, it, that could happen. I believe right, Kyle has number two. Kyle, you're up no, two. I no, I, I have two. Oh, sorry. Massey has two. Massey's up two. Yeah, can, can you leave that screen up? What do you have an Which order one? screen? Uh, the the order. 
Well, you guys said you weren't looking at it. Right. You said you were watching the game. I'm not with them. Oh, that's a fair point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair play, sir. Uh, yes, Kyle's was going to be the shingle splat. Yeah, mine's going to be the uh, I'm going to fuck you in the ass splat. Ooh. With the shingle plus Gross. lube? Far the more aggressive. Shingle splash? <laughs> I would uh, like to get hit with Twisted Bliss, though. Yeah, from Nia Jax. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Buck. Uh, hold on, I gotta pull this back over here. What did Kendall take? RKO. Yeah, it's a bummer. That's my favorite. Join the club. <laughs> you can pick. You can pick the diamond cutter. Uh, pick the diamond cutter. It's an RKO, but you don't jump. Yeah. Right. I should just take. I should just take really random ones because I have no idea what the fuck I'm picking. Yeah, you know, I think I'm gonna do that. Yeah, All right. Uh, the end of the keg is always the worst. What? No, uh, it's like it's the end of the Hofbrau keg, and it's like Ow. I won't. Ref- I refuse to waste the beer that's inside it, but it's just pouring out so slow. Oh, Paul, did you ever bring up to Mass how we left about a beer and a half? Oh yeah, Mass. Remember when you said that the kegs were done? Uh, I said the first one was. Yeah. Well, the Hofbrau and the Breckenridge keg both had about two beers left in each of them. Oh, well, I'm bad. And then we dumped them out in Uh, Peter's yard, and it smelled like dead asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll take the Stunner. The Stone Cold Stunner or the KO Stunner? The Stone Cold Stunner? All right. Good move. It's a good pick. I am. I mean, I at least know who Stone Cold is, so... I am taking the super kick. You can't do that. You have to pick it specific to the character. Sean Michael. So sweet chin music. Okay, sweet chin music. That's a real fucking bummer. But like, but I'm saying, but like, so you can't. <laughs> I got it. Like, I got it. I yeah, it, I you it, I can't. I got it. There's other characters that use what the did super you pick? kick. The sweet chin music. That's that what Michael's about bummer. to pick. God damn. Who had Sweet Chin music? Kyle. No, no, no. Shawn Michaels. Ah, Shawn Michaels. I'd like the Tombstone Piledriver. I like how he combats a dick move with a dick move. (laughs) Well, no, that that was like my backup. I thought that's what Kyle was going to take. It wasn't his backup. He did it to fuck with me. We got back-to-back? Yes, sir. We got back-to-back. All right. All right, I'm going to go with Hmm. I'm going to go with the spear. Okay. It's a good move. And the rock bottom. Oh man, I in my head I thought you were going to go spear then gore. And that was going to be <laughs> gore, gore. I could just go with five spears. <laughs> I'm going to go with Edge of Spear. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns' <laughs> Spear. I'm going to go with the Gore. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Goldberg's Spear. I'm going to take another more, just because it's kind of like an iconic one. It's been done, I mean, by the same guy forever. 
but the pedigree. It's a good move. Who has the pedigree? Triple H. Gotcha. So Kyle, so you missed Kyle. I went back to back with the rock bottom and the spear. Okay. And then Mock just picked the pedigree. Fuck. All right. I'm I was hoping so, that was gonna fall. I'm so ready for it to come back to me. Am I up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the choke slam. Well, who's choke slam? Okay. I'm just kidding. The choke slam is fine because, like, it's all the same. But like, I I did this specifically on, like, so like Mock said Tombstone Pile Driver because that's the Undertaker's where everybody else is just a tombstone. Mm-hmm. But like like the the super kick, like the sweet chin music is different than the super kick. No, I get it. I get like it. the sweet chin music has the dramatics. Yeah. Ooh, can I take mine back? No. Nope. Can I give no. you guys like 30 bucks? You can give me yeah, 30. Sure. If you, you can, me $30 If you give right each now. of us $30, you can give it back. Uh, it might it might come back to me. It's a big investment. <laughs> can you just text can you text me what it is? Cuz I don't pick before you. I'm just curious what has you willing to think about spending $120 for something that literally does not matter to anybody but the four of us. <laughs> right. Because it doesn't even matter to Mass. It just matters to the four of us. It matters to me. It to does. a degree. It does. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Doomsday Device. I don't know what that is. Is that the... Is that a uh, apparently it was, the, it was the Road Warriors Doomsday Device, apparently. Oh, uh, Legion of Doom. Yeah. It's a good one, Kyle. It's a good one. That was one of my back-to-backs. Massey, I still need your address. Oh, hold on. Kyle, I, or Kendall, you're up. Okay, I have back-to-back? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you do. <laughs> okay, so I'm taking uh, Jackhammer. You just lost, just so you know that. Because I love the Jackhammer, but I didn't pick it because of who does it. You don't like Goldust? Goldust does not do the Jackhammer. Or er, hold on. Who does this Gold, say does Goldust it? is the Shattered Dreams. Goldberg, sorry. Goldberg does a jackhammer, but there's one other. Oh no, 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 man! I'm thinking, the, I'm thinking of the jackknife. That's what I'm thinking about. Nobody picked the jackknife. It's a guaranteed <laughs> loss. Uh, big Goldberg guy here, so I'm taking the jackhammer, and then I'm taking. I met him. He's a really cool dude. Where? When he worked at the uh, hotel. Remember how WWE? Yeah, WWE. Oh, 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 oh. Remember, remember he met I, Bray Wyatt and Alicia Fox wanted to fuck him. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they just, they According just kind of felt, to Mass, right. I think Alicia Fox wanted to fuck him was a Massey five. It was really karma. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your second pick? Uh, the uh, Booker T scissor kick. <laughs> the scissor kick. <laughs> the spinner Rooney. <laughs> That's no, after the, the fact. No, it was just called the scissor kick. Was. Just, Oh man, I-, I can like smell it. It's coming back to me. I want it so bad. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm up next. So horny. <laughs> Massey, just take the walls of Jericho and be done. <laughs> it sounds cool. <laughs> Break the wall, dear. Yeah, you know what the walls of Jericho is? No. It's a Boston crab. <laughs> oh. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still cool, but it's a. Uh... Maybe the people's elbow? Yeah, I'll take that. So, I was very curious about that. Mock, you're the draft creator. Where do we stand? Is that considered a finishing move? Um, I've always been in the camp of things like, like Shawn Michaels does the elbow. That's yeah. a signature move, but not the finisher. Right. Because, like, The Rock never okay. finished anybody off with the people's elbow. <laughs> no, so, like, I, it's funny. Cause I Could you imagine, like, John Cena pinning somebody after the five-knuckle <laughs> shuffle? <laughs> Got him! 
I had like the same thought process after the choke slam. So I was only looking at it specifically as like the Undertaker because that was like. Well, it's the Big Show's finisher. It was. That's why it I was. Why I didn't say anything because the Big Show used it as a finisher. Right. That's because um, I, I figured the choke slam. You didn't have to specify people because so many people yeah. did it. But like, yeah, yeah the yeah, Big yeah. Show did it. Kane used it as his finisher. The the people's elbow. I mean, I would not call it a finisher. Okay, then I will. Because it uh, always led to the rock bottom. What, what am I checking? Uh, Sorry. Uh, I just found out who does the jackknife, and I now understand why it's an automatic loss. Yeah, don't don't yeah, pick that. Fuck that guy. He's <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm I'm looking. Don't pick that guy unless you're looking to get an L on your record real fast. <laughs> so is the walls of Jericho a very stupid thing? No, the walls of Jericho. No. I'm, it's the second best submission finisher of all time. I tell you what, have someone put you in a Boston Crab. That thing fucking hurts. Not as much <laughs> as the other one. <laughs> the uh, all right. No, it's, the fucking sound, that, that's the same thing. Cool. Um, no, the fucking the sharpshooter. The sharpshooter does suck. Well, the, there is a difference between the lion tamer and the the walls of Jericho. Is there? It's slight, but the lion tamer is just more. You're on your fucking neck. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Uh, Kyle already took the choke slam, right? Yes. Oh, you Kyle, typed it. Kyle, you piece of fucking garbage! I hate you so much. Right. Why? I thought you like sent it to me to be like there was like some twenty point stat correction that I like won fantasy. Not that you sent me some bullshit trade. I'll think uh, about it, Kyle. I don't know. I'm not doing that right now. Ass. I'll think about it, though. Massey. I said Walls of Jericho. Oh, all right. No, you didn't say it. You typed it. No, I said, I guess I'll take the Walls of Jericho. No, you didn't. I did say it. I'm what sorry happened, if you no. didn't come across. What happened was you thought Walls of Jericho, and then you immediately started typing. Dun, 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 <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Come on, Kyle. I'm up. The 619. Yep. Booyaka, booyaka. Is it literally just the number 619? Yep, it's the area code of San Diego. Whose move was that? It's, uh, Rey Mysterio's. Rey Mysterio. Okay. He's a Mexican from San Diego. <laughs> um. Don't you fucking do it. <laughs> I I have one in mind. I, I don't I don't think it's the one you're thinking of. Tell me who does it. Well, because no, I think I'm gonna just take. I want the angle slam. All right, we're good. We're good. We're cool. <laughs> we're we're super cool. I like the angle slam a lot. It used to be my uh my sky high finisher in every WWE game. We used to go to the top rope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're good. My, my turn. Back to backs. Back to backs. All right, we're going with the Razor's Edge. Damn. Are and, you kidding me? And the 3D. I was convinced that no one's going to think of that. The Razor's Edge. No, I looked over it a lot, and I was like, uh, it sounds like... The Razor's cool, Edge is a finisher that should have never been allowed. Yeah, I mean, that's brutal. And then the 3D. The 3D. Why? What was the Razor's Edge? The Razor's Edge was like, you picked... So, like, basically, like, you put him in a powerbomb stance, right? Damn. Yeah. I mean, this commercial just has Derrick Henry carrying Aaron, Aaron Donald, trying to tackle yeah. him through everything. With deodorant. But they put 49, but it's clearly Aaron Donald. Um... <laughs> So, the razor's edge was you put somebody in a powerbomb, right? 
and then you would lift them up and you would have them on your back and you had your arm, your hands under their armpits as if you were holding them like a crucifix, right? Yeah. And then you would pretty much lean forward and you would throw them on their shoulders with the rest of their body weight up in the air, pretty much almost exclusively asking for neck injuries. I was about to say, that sounds like a real good route for us. It's kind of like the Celtic Cross from Seamus. Yeah, she was here for like a hot minute. Yeah, but, um, and then the one I didn't want anyone to take was the 3D. It's the best tag team finisher of all time. It was a good move. Who did it? The uh, Dudley boys. The three dimensions. (laughs) All right. All right. Back to Mark. It's fun. I mean, I, I may have to go, you know, kind of dip in the pool of a guy I've already taken, but I, th- I want the last ride. All right. Who's that? It's the Undertaker when he was the American badass. When he was the what? The American badass. He was like a different persona. Gotcha. That was his finisher at the time. I'm going with the crossface. Crippler crossface from yeah, Chris Benoit? Yes, sir. That's a good move. That's a good move. Uh, hold on, I gotta find uh, which one it was. I have a feeling I'm gonna get yelled at for this one, but it no, just you... sounds so funny. What? I'm sorry, are you gonna take the chick kick? <laughs> no, I'm gonna take the Kinshasa. Oh, Shins- Shinsuke? Uh, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura? You don't yeah. want the green mist? <laughs> Tajiri. Well, that wasn't his finisher. His finisher was this, uh, no, this, the spider, uh, right? Or was, the buzz- was it the buzzsaw kick or was it the spider? The spider thing he just did sometimes. Oh, he it couldn't be a finisher because they couldn't tap out there on the ropes. Yeah. Because uh, one of the divas used to do it, too. Was it Keebler? Maybe. She's hot. Would kind of do something <sighs> like that. Man, imagine that. Could you imagine <laughs> just eating her pussy? <laughs> we got to move on. <laughs> we, here's the thing. We don't. You might, but I am I am comfortable right where I am. Gonna go Samantha opened up a box and she found a full poster of her and she was like, what's this? And I was like, a woman I'd fuck without your permission. Who, <laughs> who is it a picture of? Stacey Keebler. Look her up, oh. Mass. Her, her legs go from fucking New York to LA. Hey, use Reddit. That's what it's meant for. You don't even need Reddit. <laughs> you know, you want to know who the biggest piece of shit is in, in uh, WWE history? Or not WWE history, but history history? Who? Eric Bischoff, because <laughs> Stacy Keebler at one point in her career asked Eric Bischoff what his opinion was on her posing for Playboy, and his response was, "How would you feel if your father saw it?" And then she didn't do it. I okay. I would let Samantha have a one night stand with Aaron Rodgers if it meant I could kill Eric Bischoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little Man. aggressive. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going to go with that. What I'm saying is, yes, I would let Rebecca bang Billy Joel while he sings. Terrible. Just truly terrible. <laughs> Uptown girl. Oh. Cream Apparently, pie girl. Yuck. Apparently I share her birthday. Rebecca's? Rebecca? Uh, Stacey Keebler. Uh, yeah, well, guess oh, what? Oh, She's way hotter than you. What? <laughs> I'd bang Massey to get to Stacey Keebler. No, it's like the same thing. They were born on the same day. No, it's not, because there's a different lubrication level. No offense, Mass. <laughs> That's all right. You need more for her. I understand. You can just oil them right up. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'd have sex with Susie Keebler, even if I knew it was going to be the worst sex I've ever had. <laughs> a little Crisco. There you go. <laughs> Read back to backs. 
Okay, I'm gonna take the uh, the curb stomp. It's a good move. It produced the best RKO of all time. Yes, it did. Massey, look that one up. And then look up, Se- up look up Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, uh, curb stomp RKO. WrestleMania uh, 36? No, 32? Maybe, I t- yeah. I think, I think one of my favorite RKOs, though, this was the Evan Bourne. years and years ago, was, uh, it was Randy Orton and Sheldon Benjamin. That was a good one, too. Yeah. Sheldon Benjamin also produced one of the most amazing uh, Sweet Chin musics of all time. Uh, Wasn't it something similar where he was, like, jumping over the rope? Yeah, he, jumped, he springboarded off the top rope, and then Shawn Michaels Sweet Chin music them. It was yeah. Randy Orton and who? Uh, Seth Rollins at like WrestleMania 32 or something like that. Yeah, 31. 31. Yeah. Like they were all outside. They were yeah, they were outside. It was a Seth day Rollins day. does a flip, misses. No, Seth Rollins. No, Seth Rollins goes to do the curb stomp, and Randy Orton doesn't go down. He pushes him up in the air. Seth Rollins gets completely oh, airborne and fucking I, wow, holy yeah. shit! It was so good. There was somebody too. I wish I could remember who did it. It may have even been Seth Rollins because he did that. Didn't he do like the 450 splash for a little while? No, that was um, uh, uh, Gabriel did the 450 splash. The TB, uh, the the Olympic Olympic wrestler, uh, Evan Bourne did a 450 splash. Evan Bourne. Maybe it was Evan Bourne then. I no, Evan did. Bourne didn't do the 450 splash. He did the shooting star press, and he did a shooting star press into an RKO. Bourne. But but that one so it's really cool. But the problem like Randy Orton caught him just too late. Where like it it looked real low. He caught him real low. If they had timed it like a couple seconds earlier, and he caught him right on the rotation, it would have been fucking insane. Uh, Kendall, you picked curb stomp, but what? And I I always love this move. It's so ridiculous. The pump handle slam. (laughs) What? Pump handle slam. Which uh, is just a jackknife uh, <laughs> if you're strong. Yeah, exactly. It's a ridiculous move. Uh, road dogs exclusively. <laughs> oh, not uh, Scott Steiners? Yeah. Not Big Papa <laughs> yeah, Pump? I forgot about that That's one. That's where it came from. <laughs> well, right. But, I mean, it, it was just like, you know, because I mean, his moveset was just so ridiculous to begin with. <laughs> I'm surprised Kendall didn't take a certain pick. I want to see if it gets picked before the end. But I'm surprised that it's not on Kendall's squad. Uh, I, I'm blanking pretty hard. I can't think of what it would be. I just want to know what it is. And I, what if I promise I won't pick it? No, I want to see if it gets picked. That's the thing. Because I think there's a chance Kyle takes it. All right. Who's up next? I am. Thanks. I'm looking for my last one. Um... Aaron Rodgers. That sounds stupid, and I love it. The Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers looks real greasy. Yeah. Look at that guy. He's got his hands over his face. Like I can't believe he missed that third and two. We're only fucking up eighteen points with three minutes to go. Oh my god! I don't know if you saw the Super Bowl, but Jared Goff has a comeback mentality. The Canadian Destroyer. I don't think that was a WWE guy. That was a guy on TNA. The Mountie? It was. Petey Williams. Petey Williams. I, I think I know what the move is, because Rey Mysterio used to do it. All right, so like, then I'll take it out real quick. No, no, no. No, no, you can take it. Here, here's the thing. Other than AEW, WWE just owns it all now. That's all right. Uh, I'll, in replacement, go with an even stupider name. The Frankensteiner. That was a crazy <laughs> move. But the, the Canadian Destroyer, I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. what that is. It is a pretty sweet move. Actually, yeah. 
Actually, he's going to pick it. No, <laughs> that'd be funny. But I, th- I think that there's a diva. I, I mean, it might be Alexa Bliss <laughs> that kind of does it. I don't know. You know, like when the so you almost kind of set them up for like a power bomb, but then they hook their legs behind their arms and then flip them over. I oh. kind of know what you're talking about. Oh, and you you flip over their backside. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, a like, sunset flip. Yeah. It's like a sunset flip powerbomb, kind of. Pretty much, yeah. Yes. It, it, it is a pretty cool move. It's, I don't think it's... It's not Alexa Bliss who does it. It's uh. There, there is a diva that does it. I, I can't think of who. But anyway, Solzy. Nope, Mike, you're up. Oh, no, Solzy, you're up. Sorry. The Frog Splash. Which one, Eddie Guerrero's or Rob Van Dam's? Wrong, wrong choice. Wrong course, choice. They're different. Rob Van Dam's is the five-star frog splash. <laughs> the five-star frog splash is better than the frog splash because Rob Van Dam does that weird thing where he flips off of him, and then he grabs his stomach, and then it he makes, It him. makes no sense how it works. The Van Daminator is a really cool move. I used to use that with the chair all the time in WWE. Yeah. That's an awesome uh, walkout song, too. Yeah, your uncle. <laughs> Play it again. Now, this move is a personal favorite of mine. Oh, God. Here I, it comes. Uh, I've hurt myself trying to do it. <laughs> All right, but I'm I'm gonna take uh, the Rough Rider. Terrible. It is a cool move. Yeah, why are you trying to do it though? He hasn't oh, been around long enough where it was acceptable for you to be doing it at your age. <laughs> we were in the pool. He did it and to it me. Seemed right. He tried doing it to me. <laughs> it seemed right. <laughs> Uh, Matt, that's Ryder with a Y. Oh, sorry. Oh, you didn't have to retype the whole thing. Yes, I did. I spelled rough wrong. Oh. Paul, Mr. Irrelevant, what's the pick? Uh, Irrelevant, not. The leg drop. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I had it. Where'd it go? You know what was a really cool move for a long time as a finisher? I'm not picking this, but I'm just saying... Was um, when Randy Orton was punting people. Oh yeah, that was a cool move. <laughs> the punt <laughs> kick. Awesome. Yeah, I that was about to be my uh, pick before the what's it called? Um, what it was I pick? the most ridiculous thing too. Did I'm gonna come I'm, out, knock somebody out, and just kick him in the fucking <laughs> face. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens' pop up power bomb. Good move. It was cool because like back in the day, the power bomb used to be a big finisher, but like yeah. when the impact wasn't as big. And then Kevin Owens, like, people were doing, like, Batista did the sit-down powerbomb, Undertaker did the last ride, and then Kevin Owens was kind of doing the, the, he came in, he was just throwing people up, and then power, it was awesome. I liked the, the pop-up powerbomb was awesome, because you, you, you kind of knew it was going to happen at some point, but every time a, somebody hit the ropes, you were like, oh, man, is it going to happen now? The Batista bomb was cool. The Batista bomb was cool. The thing, the thing I didn't like about the Batista bomb was it didn't make sense once you played a game, a WWE game, and you saw that you could turn the Batista bomb into a pin, because you power yeah, bombed him and I then pinned like him, that. but he always rolled out of it. Like, it's right. your finisher, and you could turn it into a pin. Why wouldn't you just do it? Yeah. Like, The Undertaker always turned the tombstone into a pin. Right. I, um, there, there's a few, like, I, I mean, do you guys have any honorable mentions? Oh, I got like 50 of them. <laughs> nobody so the one I, the nobody one picked I the sharpshooter. Oh. Yeah. Or the, the figure four layout. Um, Kendall was gonna take. 
And I don't know what was the clothesline from hell. <laughs> clothesline from hell is a good one. Nobody picked the F5. Oh, yeah. I didn't because I knew you hated Brock Lesnar, and so I hate Brock Lesnar. No, nobody picked the go to sleep. That that was one. Yeah, I missed out on that one. Nobody picked the Swanton Bomb. Or the Twist of Fate. That was always a cool or one. Or the Twist of Fate. Uh, we talked about the Punk Kick. Um, nobody, uh, uh, where's the other one that I had? I had a list of ones that I was looking, that I had. The Code Breaker was cool. Code Breaker was cool, but that, the reason I didn't like the Code Breaker was because Carlito did that first. Yeah, and it's also a move, if you ever did it, like, for real, you just hurt yourself (laughs) probably more than the other guy. (laughs) Depends on where you did it. It's like, hey, I'm gonna jump and land right on my back. What was the move that Jericho did where he jumped off the ropes in, the into line, a the line? line. So is that a finisher? That's though? a signature. Is, okay. I will say, I mean, I, I know that like you hate the guy, but the jackknife powerbomb was a cool move. It was cool. Just, um, you know, especially because he's fucking huge. Right. Um, <laughs> the again, lock? like the oh, ankle lock him. was a good one. There's a couple submissions with the figure four, the yep. ankle lock. Um, this one always gets a lot of like publicity as like one of the best finishers. The Styles Clash, I hate that move. It takes too I, long to set up. That's a weird move. Yeah, but I always thought it was really cool, just because no one else was doing anything like that. Yeah, the attitude yeah. adjustment didn't get picked. The camel clutch. No, fuck the camel clutch. Our Iron Sheik. You know, it's a weird move. The thing that Cesaro does, where like the swing. No, like it's it's kind of similar to the AJ Styles one, but you don't get enough height, yeah, for it to like really uh, be like cool. Because now he does now he doesn't do the Styles Clash anymore. It's the phenomenal forearm is his oh, finisher now. But another one that didn't get picked that I thought somebody was going to pick just off of like the the coolness and like the 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 love of that character, Trouble in Paradise. Oh yeah, Who I didn't even that? think of that. Kofi That's Kingston. So it's kind of like a it's it's weird. It's it's kind of like a buzzsaw kick, but it's like. You spin around. It's weird. It's a finisher that almost doesn't make sense in like a real fight because like you'd see it coming. Right. All right. So there's a, so Mark. Do you want to get? Can you see the results or no? Hold on. Massey took it down. It's because he likes dogs sexually. Hentai. Nope. Bestiality. Oh my. No. Can you make it just a tad bigger? There's a reason why every time Massey goes to the grocery store, he buys Trojans and Alpo. <laughs> oh my yes, Mark, god. Yes, Mark, give me a second. He stuffs the condom full of Alpo, puts his cock in it. I don't know what Alpo is. There's, there's no way you don't know what Alpo is. It's the really cheap chili you buy in the pet aisle. <laughs> 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 it's like the Lloyd's Ribs version of Hormel. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot say that I've ever seen this before. You've never who's, ever seen Alpo Martinez. You've never <laughs> seen no Alpo. <laughs> Mass is one of those like Caesar Caesar dog families. Exactly. Oh my god. Uh, I no, about. I just don't usually do the shopping for it. But anyway, how do you not know what Alpo the... is though? That's it's like a... not knowing what Milk Bone is. Oh, that's like a real famous dog. Movie. What's Milk Bone? Fucking with you. I would believe you. <laughs> oh I've God. never seen Milkbone. Aaron Rodgers right. is just smiling. He's thinking himself like, "This is gonna be this win's gonna be so much funnier when I don't win the Super Bowl." <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, "This was our turning point." He looks terrible. He does. 
He looks bad with long Kenna, hair. Kenna, what is that last pick that you made? What the pump handle the slam? Pump handle slam? You never seen pump that? handle slam? Pump handle. Pump handle. I couldn't fucking understand Kendall, and I asked him like four times. Wait, what did you write? Pump handle. Pump handle. Pump flannel. No, he wrote. He wrote the Pompey slam. <laughs> All right. So Things like this back. destroy me so much. Sorry, sorry, Mike. They're so, but like, it's fourth and three. There's still technically a chance to win the game. You're on your own forty yard line. It's fourth and three, so you take an end zone shot. Right. Why would you do that? Off the top, I'm going to have to put Massey in last. <laughs> That's the expected result, one would hope. Um, what was it? Was it the Doomsday device? It was everything. <laughs> Pretty much everything beyond the stunner. I'm going to tell you, um, the Stone Cold Stunner, I know Mox said about like the Codebreaker, but the Codebreaker would still hurt for the recipient. The Stone Cold Stunner might be the number one move all time where it hurts the giver more than the recipient. It hurts so much. You just land on your ass. <laughs> now, um, I, I think I'm going to put myself next. Wow. Then... Tell us what Kendall's third. Man. Yeah, Kendall's got to be third. Yep. <laughs> that I think Paul's second and Kyle, Kyle gets the win. Wow. Why did I get the win? Well, because he reshingled his roof. Bingo. <laughs> no, I mean, the Sweet Chin music is, is top-notch host stuff. Yeah. Um. The crossface, I remember like watching back. That was like my favorite submission move. The choke slam was always exciting, and a lot of guys did. The six one nine was just a unique thing. The crossface for me was always the the best submission move because it it was so exciting to see the guy crawl to the rope and then watch yeah. whoever was doing it roll them back over into a crossface away from the ropes. It was just yeah. so cool to see. Because, like, the sharpshooter, like, you could watch him crawl away, but, like, you were sitting there thinking, like, like okay, like, I mean, like, I know I'm, I'm, a, I know I'm 250 pounds and I'm eating Ben and Jerry's right now, but, like, just fucking push yourself up off the fucking ground and crawl. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, like, the, the ankle lock was, like, the same thing. Just fucking roll out of it. Once The first time I saw someone roll out of the ankle lock, I'm like, why is nobody else doing this? <laughs> oh, Kendall, you could have taken the masterpiece. <laughs> now, I would like to dispute my finish for one reason. The Eddie Guerrero frog splash is inferior to the Rob Van Dam frog splash. And the choke slam is a very generic move. And I I understand why you like both of those, but I feel like the 3D didn't get enough love. The 3D is the best tag team finisher of all time. And it is constantly referenced. It's probably the second most referenced finisher in our group behind the RKO. So the the thing is, and, and really, this was really like the deciding thing, is I've always kind of been indifferent about the rock bottom. That's really <laughs> See, Kyle, because the rock is overrated. That came back and bit you in the ass. Good job on winning. Oh, the rock is greatly overrated. He was a good talker, terrible wrestler. Good heel. Terrible babyface. 
He was loved at both. Yeah. I can't, right. I can't believe I finished him first in something. I'm still waiting for my first first place finish. I was Keep robbed it. by one that I should have gotten. Keep waiting. Which one? You uh, Marvel superheroes or Marvel characters? No. You know why you didn't I only win? lost because I picked Spider Man, so you couldn't have them. No. You lost because you picked superheroes that nobody knows except for you. It's not my fault. It is your fault. You have to play to your audience, Mass. You're not a football team where you just pull out cool shit no one's ever seen before. You gotta play to your audience. <laughs> There's a reason I, I specifically said nobody picked the jackknife powerbomb. Regardless of how cool it is, you pick it, you got last. <laughs> Since yeah. I got last anyways, can I replace the well or the doomsday device with the jackknife? If we pick types of no, fuel if we did types of fuel, I would pick biodiesel. Before I picked Diesel, because Diesel is a.k.a. Kevin Nash. I tell you, I almost went with the Tazplex. <laughs> That's a terrible finishing move, and you, you would have deserved last place. It was a cool move, though, in all the games. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> Alright, so, with that being said, Kyle, can you and Kendall also send me your, your, uh, your mailing addresses? All right. Your new one, Kyle. Kyle, send me whatever one you're going to get mail at the fastest. Like, whatever one you'd receive the letter. I'm going to send these via mail to everybody so that everybody kind of gets a similar starting point. So, before we, we uh, do our beer reviews and social media plugs and all that, I'm going to do a quick thing. I, I found these things. If you guys have seen them, don't spoil them by, by yelling out the, the four of you. Um, I found these things called served cards. Any of you familiar? No. No, Kyle, no? I've heard of it. You've heard of it, Massey? No. Wife in the room, no, I have not heard of it. All right, so I bought a deck of these cards for couples, for Samantha and I. And they have been absolutely hilarious and, and very fun. So I found that there is a bro deck. So I bought two bro decks, which are 50 cards each. And I, I shuffled them together so that there's no, like, similarities. Like, it's all random. And we're each going to get 20. This is going to be for the show. Because despite us doing a podcast together, we are all friends outside of this. And we all interact regularly. So, these cards, you are going to get 20 of them in the mail. With an envelope on the rules. I'll say them now. But with an envelope, with a, the, a thing of the rules in an envelope. And the cards are basically this. The, the gameplay is simple. Cards can be uh, uh, played on top of each other, but cannot cancel each other out. So if you play a card where it's like, for example, like in the dating one, or in the couples one, there's one where it's like, I get. there's a card where it's like, I get to pick our outfits for the day. So if I played that card, Samantha cannot then play the card, I get to pick your outfit for the day. You know what I mean? You yeah. get it? Yeah. So, like, you can't play a card that Kendall... So, like, let's just say... I haven't looked at the cards yet. We're going to learn them together. But let's say Kendall plays a card where everybody has to be drunk right now. You can't play a card where I get to be the sober one today. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can't combat the card with the card. I removed the cards from the deck that were the Not Today Satan cards, which were the cards you could play where you 
without questions, get to eliminate the card. And the reason I did it is because there's only four of them, and there's five of us. Um, so the basic rules are very simple. If you play a card, the and the uh, opposing person does not cooperate, as a punishment, you get to eliminate a card from their deck of your choosing. Um, and then you get to use it against them. So if Kyle plays a card to mock where it's like, go, like one of the cards in the, the couple's deck was, uh, don't be a scaredy pants, which means the next action you do has to be with no pants. <laughs> if, if, if Kyle played that on mock and mock refused, he picks a, a card from mock's deck and uses it against him. So the less you cooperate, the fewer, the more punishments and the fewer cards you have. Each card can only be played once. Once it's played, it's discarded. That's going to have to be on the honor system, boys. Let's keep this real, okay? Deal. Um, if you, there are some cards called the big fat no cards where you can uh, not do something, but it's eliminated, obviously. Cards can be played in real life, or they can be sent to each other via text or social media. We have a group chat for the podcast. If you're going to use a card on somebody via that, I suggest it be in the group chat. We are going to do our best to film or take pictures or anything to go with these cards as much as possible. They are going to be in play for us for real life, but we're going to try to cooperate to the show because I'm doing it on here. So if you send it via text, should you just take a picture of the card and send it? Take a picture of the card and who you're doing it to. Gotcha. These are, these are not so cards for the group. How terrible do these get? I'm gonna I'm gonna go through one. I'm gonna I'm gonna mix the. I have the five piles separated. I'm gonna read through a pile some of the cards, not every one of them, and then I'm gonna mix the piles up and we're gonna send them out via mail to everybody. Okay. I'm gonna have Samantha mix them up so I don't know what pile I get, and then the rest tonight and the rest of them are gonna go in the mail to you tomorrow, so that everyone kind of gets a similar starting point. Let's say the starting point is Friday. We'll go with Friday this week. So if you don't have your cards by Friday, we'll discuss that via text, and we'll go from there. So, and uh, it's to have fun. It's going to be very awkward. It's going to be a big pain in the ass, but it's to have fun. It's to make things hilarious. How about at work? Huh? Are you allowed to do cards while people are at work? No, absolutely not. It depends on the card. Use caution. So keep things in mind. For example, if there was a card, and I haven't looked through the bros cards yet, if there's a card where it's like you have to get nude, obviously don't play that on somebody at work. That's it. Right. You know, like if, if there's a card and we'll, we can vote on stuff in the group, if it's an unacceptable time to play it, we'll, we can veto it and you'll keep the card for another time. But it shows your hand in a card you have. Everybody got it? Everyone cool with the rules so far? Yeah. Yeah. Looks, looks good. Mock? Yeah. Everyone on board? On board. So we're gonna. The game has a time frame. We're gonna play the game through the end of the year. I don't know if it'll take that long, but we'll see. It's about three and three and a quarter months. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, if you have cards left at the end of the year, oh well, you didn't use them, and then we can figure out what a better time frame is to use because we can reshuffle these cards and use them again. So I'm gonna read read through some of these cards. This is everyone's getting twenty cards. This is some of the rules. So this first one is the boys' night card. Just when you thought you were going to have a night in, watching a movie, or jerking off, I've gone and played the boys' night card like some sort of crazy coconut. Sorry, dude, but you're going with me. So if it's a Wednesday night and I want to go to the bar and I play this card on Massey, 
Massey's got to go out with me, regardless of the shit it's going to cause in my home. Insoles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. The throwback card. Would it even be Thursday if someone out there wasn't posting a cringy throwback photo? Well, guess what? Today that person is you. I choose the pic and the caption, and you have to post it to your Instagram. No questions asked. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, I really, God, really I hope Mock this. doesn't get that card, because there's one picture of me that Mock has I really don't want on social media. <laughs> I, I have a funny I hate I have everything a good caption. about this already. I have a good caption. <laughs> this is a card that Kyle would benefit from, the no deal card. I wasn't of the same mind when I made a bet or a commitment or any sort of financial obligation. Let's just forget about it. I do that now. <laughs> the send my condolences card. This is a card that would probably be best for me, Mass, or me, Mock, and Kyle. Uh, tell them I would have loved to attended, but unfortunately, blank happened. My hands are tied, and you can not give any bullshit. Family things would be good for that. Um, the bearer of bad news card. Well, that's not going to go well. You tell them the bad news for me. <laughs> the holy hangover card. I'm hungover. Bring me fast food. Bring me energy drinks. Bring me whatever I want. You have an hour. So that's obviously one that cannot be played while somebody's at work. It can't be played while someone's at work, but it could be played on a Saturday morning. Sure. DoorDash delivers. <laughs> and that's something we can agree on later. So, like, something like that. If, if like, let's say Mock and Marissa are, are out shopping and he really just can't do it. He can, he, he, can, he can Venmo you the money for the DoorDash. You, like, let's say Massey plays it on Mock. He's hungover. Mock literally just can't physically do it. So, so Massey can go on and he can DoorDash whatever he, he wants to fight the hangover and Mock would have to Venmo him the money. Something like that. This is going to get out of hand real quick. Well, that's the thing. is like you, you do it without being a douche, but you do it to be a dick. Yeah. So, like, I'll be a dick and I'll do it for 30 bucks, but I won't do it for 100 bucks. This is going to get out of hand real quick. Yep. The Weekend Warrior card. It's your turn to plan the weekend, and it has to be something we've never done before. Oh, I hope we get that card. Oh, I hope we get that card. Um, We're going to a Bills game. <laughs> the, designated, <laughs> the designated driver card. I'm feeling like being festive, and I'm feeling like you're not. Get ready to drive me home. I can't wait for that. <sighs> the dancing on your own card. See that empty dance floor? Well, now it's yours. Show us something good. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and heavily opt out of this. The hobby hater card. You know that thing I love doing that nobody else wants to do? Well, you have to do it with me. God, we hope Kendall doesn't get that card. (laughs) E-G-Y. The beer beer baron card. You're my beer bitch for the rest of the day. (laughs) This could be a good one for the whoever has the currently has the Oakley shirt. The return to sender card. That's my thing. Give it back. I better burn the shirt today. <laughs> There's an Oakley shirt that's made its way around the group. I've had it for like 10 years. <laughs> the My Way Today card. Everything you do, you do it my way, no matter what. It, see, cards like that I'm fine with. Cards like drop everything you're doing and get over here is this could probably going to end in my this, divorce. This could be a fun one for the, for the group chat type of thing. The Runway Show card. I'm bored and there's nothing on TV. 
you have to do a runway fashion show for me. <laughs> oh, man. The Sorcerer's <laughs> Stylist card. You have the ability to dress your friend however you want for the remainder of the day. <laughs> man, this could be fun. This could be fun. I mean, some of them yeah. are kind of whatever, but the, con- the the conga cringe card. You know what makes me fucking cringe? Conga lines. That's why I'd like you to start one now. <laughs> Imagine playing that at a Phillies game. Oh, man. <laughs> so that that's what we're going to do. I bought these with you guys in mind. I think it can make a lot of fun. could make a lot of arguments, but I'm very much the exchange student card. For the next 30 minutes, you can only speak in the accent of my choice. That'd be a fun one to play on the show. You the, say that until it gets really, really bad. The You've Got Talent card. Who doesn't love a do-it-yourself talent quest? You've got half an hour to put together the performance of a live, lifetime and perform it in front of me and my friends. <laughs> oh, there's so many good ones. Ooh. This is the last one. I was I, I knew this one is in here because it was on the ad. This is going to be the fun one for all of us. Waiting for it. The Yabay is boring card. Ditch your girl and do what I tell you to do. <laughs> I said, there's just, there's just no way that that happens. Yeah. I'll be fine. <laughs> no, you won't. You're the one that asked us permission to bring her places. I'm cool with it. Nah. Yeah, Kyle, you yeah. say that until you're you do cool it. with it, but you're also the one that doesn't have the mode of transportation. That's yeah, the point. And you also don't live with her yet, so wait till next weekend before you can say that. Hey, yeah. guess what? Because Kyle, so again, I you we, it gets we, worse. we can talk details in the group chat about playing cards. Like the Yebay is boring card. Like obviously, like if Mox at a wedding with Marissa, yeah, you can't that play it. That would be hilarious. But, but let's let's just say that like let's just say Mock and Marissa have plans to go grocery shopping, and Kendall goes, Mock, I want to go to Two Roads with you. That, there's just there's just no way. Well, here's the thing. If there's no way and she says absolutely not, that's fine. But you got to videotape it. Okay. There's got to be a video. That's fair. You have to videotape You have to videotape it, and, and let's do our best to make them authentic. We won't post the girls on the social media accounts. We'll just keep it for the group chat to make fun between us. But it's got to be authentic. So that means that, Massey, you can't go to Ashley and go, hey, I ha- someone played this card. I know you're gonna you're gonna say no, so just say no and make it look. You have to just pull up the camera, videotape, and be like, "Hey, babe, we're playing this swerve this served game. Someone said played the card where I have to ditch you to go do what they want to do, and we want their I want their genuine reaction." The only okay. thing I ask is October seventh. Nobody play a card on me. Only a day. Why? I'm getting surgery that day. Well, there's, there's obvious things. Yeah, no, there's obvious things. Like if there's something like when no cards are allowed to be played on Mock's wedding, no cards are allowed to be played on your surgery well, the day. Conga, the conga line. Oh come on, can we play the conga on Kyle during his surgery? I want to no, see the hospital. Video. No, but you can play that at Massey's wedding or at uh, Mock's wedding. Perfect. I'm just gonna bring cards everywhere. I, go. I think a prime time to do this would be at Jeff's wedding. Mm. Yeah, because. I know, Massey. I don't know if you're. Are you invited to that wedding? Probably not, right? I don't believe so. I would like to see between the four of us eighty cards played at that <laughs> wedding and really make it something to remember. I'd, I'd really like to play the designated driver card to Kendall eight beers in. 
Also played so, on Jeff. A couple hours to sober up. So obviously, I know that there's certain boundaries that have to be implemented and and whatnot. But let let's work as a group. When you get your cards, you can review them and we can ask questions because. Every, so the deck is split into it's meant to be played one deck for two friends and it's split in half the majority of the cards there's one card for each person so people are more than likely to get duplicates okay or or two people will get the same card or whatever so if there's questions ask the question in the group chat and we can we can agree on something and I, what's what's Kendall you working this weekend Saturday, I'm working. You working Sunday? Shouldn't be working Sunday. Kyle? Sunday morning? I'm off. Massey? Sunday morning? Sunday morning. I think I'm all right. All right, let's 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 try to agree to... Let's do disc golf at 10, and we can discuss the logistics of the cards. Yeah, that should be fine. Maybe Everyone should have their cards by then. We can discuss the logistics. I'll let you know the time of the game on Sunday. What time's your game? I will let you know tomorrow. You don't know yet? What, do they make the schedule, like, the day of? No, I just don't remember what, what it was. Well, look it up, you dumb bitch. I'm going to play the hobby hater card. I hate <laughs> I hate baseball, so you have to hate baseball. No. Ooh, this is a good one. Pay for an Uber. Do it now. This is a good card for people to play on Kendall. It's the, the shotgun card. Nah, you don't get front seat. I get front seat. The plus one card. I don't want to go to this thing alone, so you have to go with me. Oh, dude. Uh. I, I love that card. <laughs> There's some good cards in here. I think it's going to be fun. We can discuss logistics. Obviously, I know with significant others, it can it, there can be some difficulties to it. But there has to be a legit... The point of this is to create fun stuff between the group of friends. So, like, things like the no bay card thing. Like, there has to be... Like some, a li- some sort of give to it, whether it's like, like make like making the scene in front of her, even if you know you're gonna kind of get reamed out for it, but you know, but like like the no bay card, I like, don't care about that, right? Like the no bay card, like you know you're still gonna go grocery shopping with her, but you're gonna make the scene on the video for the group for the guys, and okay, cool, and then the guy just and then you can just keep your card and play it another time. Yeah, so I'm good to everybody. Yeah, this is great. Good. And Ansonia, huh? Game is at one in Ansonia. So, Mock, maybe for eight? Mock, maybe this week we don't play doubles. Maybe we play at eight somewhere else. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess we might have plans Sunday, but I don't yeah, know yet. Not at eight a.m. Maybe. Where's the no bay? Where's the no bay card? We can play that one early. <laughs> I'll text Marissa right now. Don't do that. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> text her right now. Be like, look, Mock has this thing. He promised me weeks ago. I gave you, and then I'll just be like, remember all the booze I gave you for your event? Yeah, yeah I, I, I gotta go to bed, guys. You don't have to go to bed. You have to go play more Madden. Beer reviews. No, Souls? The Oktoberfest is always fantastic. Love it. Kendall? Awesome. You know, there's something about drinking it out of a miniature keg that just kind of really seals it for you. Best Oktoberfest on the market, right there. Massey, how was the Land O'Lakes? Half and half was delicious. How'd your cheese? That's all right. Would you say it was half bad, half good? Yeah. Mock, I didn't even hear what you drank if you drank anything. I had a Bud Light. And? You're a pussy. There you go. Yeah, I was in the house. Um, The Hoff Brow is delicious. It's a, oh, it's a must get. It's a must get. Is this the last mini keg? No, there's one more. 
Uh, by more than. I don't remember what, the, what it is. It was green, though. I don't remember what it is. Oh, no, no. no. Hothbrow. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, Heineken. Sorry. No, not a Heineken. It's something else. No, it's another. It's another. It's a Pilsner. It's a German Pilsner. Um, nice. We'll drink that one the next time Mock can't make it. <laughs> he doesn't like Pilsners. He's a big stout guy. We're still going to do our Steinholing challenge, so however, whenever we got to do that. Oh, like, look, another good, sounds like a good reason to buy another one of these. Bingo. Bingo. Like three weeks. Mock, where can they find us? I got shingles. Find us on Facebook at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter and Instagram is at GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's getting served with your bros or coming down with a week two recap. Rate, review, subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Kendall, quick quick rundown of the lineup. The Peter Pino Show, Wednesdays at 7.30. Koyo Rama, Sundays at 2. Friday Night Delight. Fridays at 5, Getting Sports with Drunk. That's our show. Monday's a little after 8. Hey! <laughs> New show to the Bad network. Plug. The Gray Area, Tuesdays at 8. Uh, give the Aaron Kinner does a great job. Uh, Hell and Yeah, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. It's the Boo Show, Thursdays at 7. Metalocracy, a new uh, show by Mike Grotola, Thursdays at noon. Every Saturday is a live concert starting at noon. Uh, I don't know what the show is, but coming off the past two weeks was hip-hop, so stay tuned. Friday nights at 8, stand-up show, different comedian featured with their stand-up special. And every other Saturday is Mixtape Saturday, which just came off of a, a big mixtape. So stay tuned. Uh, not this week, but the following will be the next Mixtape Saturday. And one last thing about the served cards. Boys, I, I really want this to be fun. So in situations where you can do some white lying, make it happen. For example, if Kyle plays the boys' night out card to me, and all I'm doing is really just staying at home and got nothing going on and, like, going to watch a movie with Samantha. Uh, I will lie to Samantha. I won't tell her, hey, Kyle played this card and I have to go. I'll just be like, hey, Kyle's having a rough time and he really needs me. You know, save the face at home for this, save the face on the road. You know what I mean? Bingo. But is this something you guys are all interested in? If nobody's interested, we don't have to talk about it now. You text me off air. We can, I can redo the decks to, to fit the amount of people. I'm but all if, in. if everybody's in, cool. And uh, hopefully we can have a, a, a discussion about it in some weeks to come. We can recap some cards on the show if they're interesting. And until then, I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Internet capable. Ah. <laughs> that threw me off. Um, <laughs> I'm your boy, Shingles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm the Master Chris Massey. And I am the Rat of a Red Baron. <laughs> Yeah.